Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like a full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. All from TireRack.com. TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Traveling for college hoops this year? Pro tip, stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball just like us. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni, nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns, and get this, you can save up to 30% off with the code Doug. That's my name, Doug. Good at any graduate hotel location, anytime up to 30% off. So, here's what you do. Book your stays at graduatehotels.com. That's graduatehotels.com. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Boom! John Ramos is here as well Let's go on to the PKR phone. edition. What is happening on a Tuesday? Yes! All right! Man, <laughs> jacked up! Oh, man. There's, I'm jacked up about it, there, Jonas. There is so much going on, Dano. Oh, I can... I. What is, are we going to talk about? I got... Guess what? Guess what, peeps? You're getting this the rest of the week. Yes, yes. You just heard Doug on... The herd. Yep. Brought back on a four day contract, Dan. Four yep. day contract. Man, what a time to be alive. I mean, it is it is something. I'll tell you what. To sit on top of the mountain, okay, to be in that top spot, Jonas, there's nothing like it. Okay. To be in the prime position, top of the pops, top of the heat, highest point on the mountain. It feels good to be there. Yeah, no, I, I and trust me, I I know that feeling, Dan. Um, you know, won a family horseshoe tournament several years ago. I now never mind the fact that I cheated to win against my mom and cousin to do so. 
you got to do what you got to do, Dan, and I'm all about the W. So I, I get what being at the top of the mountain is like. I've still got that trophy. It feels so good. The Lakers are summer oh, yeah. league they, champions. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. yeah. All right. On Ball's first touch, the crowd erupts here. <laughs> There's the lob to Ingram. And yeah. that's what Lonzo Ball does. Yeah. Well, we're going to see a lot of those two looking <laughs> up in the future. And appropriately, that starts off our game. No time lost. Ball, what a throw to Kuzma for the finish. You don't teach that. That's as good a pass as you're going to see. Here is Lonzo throwing it down. And there is your triple-double as he accomplishes that feat with the slam dunk. Now the Laker fans rising to their feet. A standing ovation. What a run. They came in as the favorites. They didn't disappoint. They gave us a lot of memories, and there is all sorts of excitement for Laker basketball heading in to the regular season. The Lakers are the summer league champions. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. <laughs> what summer league champs. <laughs> what an embarrassment. <laughs> Jamie! Oh, my God. Oh, magnificent. Thanks uh, to ESPN and uh, Spectrum for those highlights. And more importantly, thanks to John Ramos for putting that all together. Yes, John Ramos. John Ramos is the Lakers fan. Goosebumps, uh, safe to say, John Ramos, for hearing that, uh, those calls, those highlights of what transpired over the last week and a half. Hey, forget about 1980 and that magic run in his first season. This is what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How about that? Actually, John said this is the biggest moment as a Laker fan since they drafted Travis Knight. <laughs> he, says, uh, <laughs> he says this is it. This will be, uh, be the finishing Ramos, touches. I, uh, unbelievable. What a, what a dec- what a f- I said it last night on Twitter. The seven-year fall from grace is complete. <laughs> You were you were hanging a championship banner seven years ago. Confetti comes from the ceiling, and now – you're you're celebrating a championship in front of a cast of characters known as guys who don't have jobs who who spent all their money to go to Vegas for a trip in July and the Blue Man Group. What the hell's <laughs> happening here? Is this the Patriots celebrating a four and zero preseason? Because I think it's comparable oh, where you would be thinking, okay, a lot of our young guys. This maybe gives us hope. I'm trying to figure out, you know, winning spring training. Is this the I just, is this like I don't, the I've never seen this before, honestly. The <laughs> Yankees winning the Grapefruit League and coming out on top and and making t-shirts and having a celebration. Maybe you know, I maybe it's and I get it that you know, you listen, we just want some hope and we want to know what it's But honest to God, I think NFL fans, and we've talked about this before, are more realistic than NBA fans because a dear friend of mine is a Cleveland Browns fan. And I think a couple of years ago or whatever, they might have been three and one in the preseason or four and zero, oh, and they, you know, they look good. And I remember having a conversation with him, and he was like, "Oh yeah, it doesn't matter. They're still going to suck." Laker fans, like, this is it. <laughs> this is proof that you are back, folks. Are you kidding me? The it's amazing to think that, as you said, you're watching Kobe Bryant celebrate with the team in front of a packed coliseum. By the way, again, I. We're going to be at the Coliseum for the parade and rally tomorrow. Yeah. So yes. we, yes, we're going to be yeah. live. That's about time. Yes. And uh, by the way, guys, I just want to let you know, bulletproof vests on me. All right, yeah. all right. I'm splurging. I'm splurging. We've got music for tomorrow as well, as I told. <laughs>
Yeah, the uh, Big Baller Band is going to be playing. Yes, they are going to be at the Coliseum. If you want to add to the festivities of the Lakers Summer League Championship, feel free to do so on Twitter to either Jonas, myself, or John Ramos. We will take your suggestions. You can get Jonas at the Jonas Knox. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox, and John, yours is? I change it this week only. Special for this week. At JS Ramos 06. All right, that's perfect. That's perfect because – we need the feedback because this is so monumental. I mean, it is. They actually did, Jonas, have championship shirts printed out for winning the summer league. There was a champagne shower. Like, I, I, I believe it was champagne. It, it, it better not have been anything more than water. Um, but they, they were celebrating. The, the Lakers' Twitter account sent out pictures of them celebrating this summer league championship. Uh, it is. Do you know? I would. I would venture to guess. Probably twenty percent of every player that played in the Vegas Summer League. Twenty percent of those players will all be working in Vegas next week as well. But as barbacks, busboys, and casino dealers, like they, they're not going to be in the league. The, the, <laughs> so this for this blows my mind. The hashtag was hashtag Victory in Vegas. That's what the T-shirts said. The Lakers post that you were talking about, at least one of them, shows Judd Bushler holding up the Summer League trophy. John, just out of curiosity, what do you think the Summer League trophy looks like? Uh, I would think it's a big ball. It is. It is. Yes, yes. You struck gold on that one. It is a gold (laughs) basketball. I had no idea. It could have been a net, a rim. It could have been similar to the Larry O'Brien trophy. I would have no idea. You, uh, they, what they should do, if they really want to have something there, is for the Vegas Summer League moving forward, I would like to petition that they get a statue. And the statue is of those guys on the street that uh, that have the uh, the aprons on that pass out the uh, pamphlets <laughs> oh, for the no. hookers that come to the room. <laughs> and it's just a statue of a guy handing somebody a pamphlet, and you can clearly see that it's a hooker for like 25 bucks. <laughs> good. Like, like That's what I would like to see happen. That, is that possible? That could be the Summer League logo. You know, half of the side is red, and then I the mean, other side of it would be blue. <laughs> Listen, that, that's how you could do it. it. Anything. So if you can put a do-rag on Deion Sanders' Hall of Fame bust, I think you could make this happen <laughs> the the fact is this is so meaningless <laughs> it's unbelievable. i forgot about the durag i forgot about you the remember? bandana <laughs> i totally that? forgot like, about that like what are you like props to the hall of fame <laughs> <laughs> oh that's magnificent if if you're a lakers fan i i truly think that this is this is worth asking because i posed it to our staff prior to the show because There are Laker fans here. John is one. Ryan Music is one. And I said to them, if you could take this summer league, if they said to you, let me put it in in this way, if they said to you, you can either win one regular season game or win the summer league, what would you rather do? Okay, what would you rather have as a Laker fan? Would you rather have one more win or would you rather have a summer league title? And if you don't say a regular season win, I, I something's wrong with you. It's it's crazy, man. <laughs> it's, it's totally crazy. I I I cannot believe. And they can try and and now after the fact because I think they know this is embarrassing. But after the fact, you're going to get Laker fans that are saying this. Ah, it's just in all. It's just in fun. You know, we're just having a good time. BS. That's a bunch of crap. 
You wanted to win. You wanted to win desperately. Okay, don't feed me the whole, it was just for fun and all this stuff. You're the same people that got offended when, when, when uh, Lonzo Ball was being criticized for not playing against Sacramento because they thought he was ducking Fox. It's just don't, don't give me that. This is a big deal to you guys, and that's the problem. You know, like, like that's the, that's the. It's like having a buddy who gets really competitive at darts or a game of pool. Part of the reason, and the reason they get really bothered when they lose those games, don't pretty it up and say, "Well, they're just really competitive and they want to win." No, 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 don't do that. Why don't you just be honest? That's all they got. Okay, <laughs> there is nothing else. They don't go home and smile. They're not happy with their place in life, which is why they really need to win that skee ball game. I just, <laughs> I just really gotta get it. Okay. It's it's not so much about the stuffed animal I'm going to win, uh, and I'll pick off the top row if I make two shots in. I just really need the W. No, you just don't have anything else going on. That's where the Lakers are. And the, the point total, if the Summer League was skee-ball, would be the 100 that you automatically get if you just totally oh, miss the target. Okay? That's crazy, NBA man. title is top right and left-hand corners, 10,000 points. Summer League is the one when you don't hit that, and then it just rolls to the bottom. That's, <laughs> that is Summer League in a skee-ball sense. That's exactly what you've got. And if you're the Lakers, I know that there hasn't been much to cheer for as of late, but the fact is you are one of the proudest organizations, not only in basketball, in all of sports, okay? And now we are going absolutely nuts over a Summer League title. Jonas, I can't tell you who won the Utah Summer League or the Orlando Summer League, and those were a week ago. I don't even okay? know who won the NBA Finals. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to do? I drink, and I'm heavy into narcotics. What do you want me to do? Uh, it's just amazing. Summer League is is in the rearview mirror now, but, well, uh, after tomorrow's parade and, and rally that we're going to have, I just was was shocked to see it play out as how it did. And I know there was a tension because Alonzo Ball – and I know there was hype with Markel Fultz playing in the summer league and Jason Tatum getting off to a great start, but it really was the Lakers and Lonzo Ball it being the entire story. And to see this carry through, not popularity-wise, but just see how the, the actual winning was was such a big deal just it, totally it, threw me off. If, if, off I, if I told you 10 years ago that, hey, Dan, here's what's going to happen. 10 years from now, in July, it's the Golden State Warriors who will be celebrating another NBA championship, and it will be the Lakers who are celebrating a summer league title. You'd say, get the hell out of here. Get, get out of here. Don't bother me with this. I'm busy. I'm doing stuff here. That's what it's come down to. <laughs> like It is a complete 180 of how it has always been. And it's embarrassing, man. <laughs> like At some point, you're a Laker fan. you got to stop, sit back, and go, Wow, I'm still collecting stuffed animals. Jeez. Look at that team. <laughs> Want to sell my leg crown? It's like crazy, Everybody man. knows that that's what's going down. Like another sunny day. Oh, having some fun. Uh, Dan Byer, Jonas Knox, uh, in for Doug Gottlieb here at Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app, and you can catch it on Sirius XM Channel 83 as well. I want to let you know that if you're looking to sell your car, there's now a new, better way to do it with True Car. It's fast, it's easy, and it's the best way to price your car from the comfort of home. When you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out truecar.com slash trade today. You can get Dan on Twitter, at Dan Byer on Fox. You can get me at the Jonas Knox. And up next, we will find out from our insider if there is a potential blockbuster move about to take place. Find out what it is next here on Fox Sports Radio.
This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Byer. John Ramos here as well, having some fun on a BKR edition. We love having fun with our next guest, buddy from Atlanta, living things up. What is this music? Oh, oh, this is uh, Christine Aguilera. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Rick Hamla joins us. (laughs) Find him on Twitter. (laughs) NBA TV Rick. Of course, uh, good friend on the Atlanta radio airwaves as well. Hey, Rick, good to talk to you again. Fellas, it's great to be back on. Was that Christina Aguilera? Yes, it was. What was with that walk-in music, uh, Rick? You got something you want to explain? Yeah. I don't know. We, we, uh, we've we been giving Brave Slugger uh, Matt Adams a hard time. He's got some Mariah Carey song that's his walk-up music. I'm like, are you serious? That's pathetic and lame. Um, and I'm a fan of her curves, man. But, like, I'm a rock and roll guy. I'm a metalhead. I'm a deadhead. I, I like the good stuff, man. So I, I can't dabble with that candy-ass pop music. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, there it is, okay. Rick. So when you're, you on, you're on 92.9 The Game, what are the requests that you put into the tech ops to uh, to get your show going? Um, Actually, uh, I let everything. I'm not an R&B fan, and I'm not a country music fan. Other than that, it's basically all good, with a few exceptions. Um, I've got what I call a band band list. Uh, Dave Matthews band band, Bon Jovi <laughs> band, Nickelback band, oh. and this is the kicker that ticks everybody off. The Beatles are on the band. band. Oh yeah, they gotta go. Oh. Hey, I'm with you, Rick. Hey, everybody out there, all you Beatle fans, that band stinks. I'm with you, Rick. John, Absolutely, John, they're not timeless. John Ramos, your thoughts on the Beatles being banned? Uh, sad. Oh, okay. Sad John, and pathetic. John, Sorry, Rick. Sad and pathetic. Ooh. What I would say is join, join us in 2017. There's some great music. Hey, I'm with you. But, hey, hey, Rick, uh, you know, an Atlanta band and a metal band. I don't know if you're familiar. Seven Dust, they got some tunes. The band Seven Dust, oh. they're a metal band. I, I am I am familiar with them. I like them, but my favorite uh, Atlanta-based uh, metal-ish slash hard rock band is Mastodon. You like those guys? Oh yeah! Look at look at Rick Hamla. You, God, you're That's angry. Band, I love man. it. Those man. are my guys. John did so before work. Um, <laughs> Rick, <laughs> oh, come on. I'm talking in 2017. How crazy is it that we are celebrating a Lakers summer league championship? <laughs> Um, here's the thing. If the Lakers had been a playoff team the last four years, uh, you know, and, and obviously with maybe even bad results, I'd be like, calm down, everybody, for the love of Pete's sake, you know. But the Lakers are coming out of the worst four-year window in franchise history. It wasn't this bad in Minneapolis. It wasn't this bad in L.A. Uh, it, it hasn't been as bad as this particular period in time. So because of that and how starving and thirsty Laker fans and Laker Nation is, I'm going to cut them a little bit of slack. And and I watched the game last night. I did not see the L.A. Lakers um, on the summer league team jumping up and down and hogpiling and saying, you know, nothing is impossible and all that kind of (laughs) stuff. Um, They they accepted the victory. They shook the hands of the Blazers, and they went on into their offseason. Now, Magic Johnson, my favorite player of all time in any sport, uh, I just love that man to death. I'm super happy for the Lakers that he's that he's in charge. Um, for him to say the Lakers are back, I got to be honest. I was thinking the same thing as I watched that game. I'm watching Kuzma. I'm watching Zubats. I watched Ball throughout the tournament. I love their draft, getting Josh Hart and Thomas Bryant and all these solid players. Right, um, it's all ready to go with this with this really nice young core that they have uh, in, in the summer of 2018. 
Is it George? Is it LeBron? Is it Westbrook? Like, who else is coming out there? Um, I do agree with Magic Johnson that uh, obviously winning a summer league is a very, very early indication and a and a uh, relatively minute indication that the Lakers are back. But I, I, I believe it. I'm, I'm with him on that. Hey, Rick, how much of an issue did you have with uh, the fact that Lonzo Ball was still playing in this tournament up until this weekend and, and playing well, – to where he was sitting out just four minutes a game. I think he was averaging like 35, 36 minutes a game. Well, you know what? It, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of minutes to play in the summer league, but he's 19 years old, man, and, uh, and he's got to learn. And I, I feel like it, it was sort of uh, – and by the way, he ducked, in my opinion, uh, Darren Fox in that Monday night game, had a day off, and then on that Wednesday, I forget who they played that night, but he had like the greatest Vegas summer league game ever. Uh, and so I'm, I'm still feeling some kind of way about him not playing against Sierra Fox, uh, but but he was exceptional. He had two triple doubles, two triple doubles um, that did not include that game that I was talking about. That extraordinary was it 36, eight and 11 with five steals or something crazy like that. Uh, I actually thought Cal Kuzma was the more um, consistent Laker, but I, I don't have a problem with Lonzo Ball being named MVP. Rick Hamlin joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Byer in for Doug Gottlieb today here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. USA Today came out with a report yesterday that LeBron is frustrated and concerned over the Cavaliers offseason so far. Does he have any right to be concerned uh, with what the Cavs have and haven't done? Yeah, I mean, I, as, as a guy in Atlanta, you know, the Cavs have swept the Hawks out of the playoffs, uh, you know, not this year, but uh, the previous two. So I don't have any any real love for the Cavaliers, but I'm, I'm concerned uh, as, as an observer from afar. To me, the Cavaliers are the number one big loser in this offseason. They did not get Paul George. They did not get Jimmy Butler. It does not look like they're going to get Carmelo Anthony. They did not have a draft pick. Uh, they picked up Jose Calderon and Jeff Green. The entire basketball world is sound asleep on both of those signings. Um, they are getting worse and older and less dynamic. And the rest of the, well, not the rest of the NBA, but a lot of the power teams are getting better. Golden State, to me, has been the biggest winners of the offseason. They've kept their core together. They added Jordan Bell. They stole him from Chicago. I mean, what, what a bunch of buffoons just to give that stud away for $3.5 million. One of the worst draft night trades ever. Um, and so the other, the other super teams didn't get better to the point where they're uh, better than Golden State. Like, Houston got a lot better, but are they better than Golden State? No. San Antonio's losing ground, too. They still have LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, you, you add a Rudy Gay coming off Achilles surgery. I'm not impressed. Hey, Rick, uh, you mentioned Carmelo Anthony. So apparently, and according to Adrian Wojnarowski, uh, the Portland Trailblazers, members of the Blazers, have reached out to Carmelo to try and get him to waive his no-trade clause, and it's not something he's considering right now. You're, you've heard Cleveland. Uh, you've heard Houston. Uh, Portland trying to get involved. Gut feeling, what happens to Carmelo Anthony? How does this play out? I, I don't see him going to Portland under any circumstances. I don't know why Portland would want him. Um, to me, Carmelo Anthony is a cherry on top player for a team like Cleveland, a team like Houston that's knocking on the Golden State door. Uh, Portland's not even close to that. I, I don't. I don't. And by the way, they want to play. You know, they want to play fast and move the ball, and they've got these two ball dominant guards and, and Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. So uh, I'm not saying. Look, I, I, and I'm not mad at Portland if they reached out. It's, it's a team trying to be aggressive. It's a team trying to get in the fast lane. Um, I'm not going to throw any shade on that, but I just don't think Carmelo, that Portland is a realistic destination for Carmelo Anthony. Rick Campbell of NBA TV joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Does he want to play for a winner or just want to play with his friends? 
Great question. Um, I think he wants both, and I think that's why the Houston thing works. Uh, he's got he's got a buddy and buddies down there. Uh, obviously, um, he's boys with LeBron James, so so that would work. Um, and I, I do think that Carmelo would be a real difference maker in Cleveland, provided they didn't have to gut their court to get him. And I would say the same of Houston. But if Houston, like my radio partner in Atlanta, was floating out, you know, if, if Houston gave up Ryan Anderson and Trevor Ariza for Carmelo Anthony, like you're out of your mind. That would be the worst trade for Houston ever. Like Ryan Anderson for Carmelo Anthony at this point um, is roughly equal. I'm not giving you a Reza, a guy that can guard one through four, a guy that's uh, uh, money with the corner three, a guy who's got a championship. You know, I could go on and on and on. So to me, it, it's a misfit with what Houston can give New York. New York's not feeling it. What Cleveland can give New York, New York's not feeling it. So in New York doesn't want to buy out Mello. They want to trade. They want to turn Mello into assets. But I think that's an unrealistic desire of theirs. I don't think any of the, if they don't, want what Houston or Cleveland have to offer, then you're stuck. To me, what needs to happen, Carmelo needs to say, pay me all my cash here in 16, uh, we're in 2017, right? Pay me all my cash here in 17, 18, and I'll leave my player option year on the table, and we'll just cut that loose. So uh, to me, that would be that would be New York paying for half of his next two years, and then he can go bye-bye and play somewhere else. Uh, Rick Hamla, before we let you go, you are in Atlanta. Can we get an update on the Falcons' new stadium? Are they going to have that bad boy ready for the start, or are we going to open up in Fulton County Stadium? <laughs> no, it's going to be ready. Uh, and trust me, Atlanta United, the soccer team, um, is uh, chopping at the bit to get into Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Yep, uh, I believe uh, I believe August 26th is when they turn the lights on. Uh, but no problem with the Falcons. They will be rocking and rolling at MB Stadium. How about that cheap menu, too? Oh, yeah, the concession – Arthur Blank is such a stud. He he legitimately wants to hook up Atlanta um, and not be greedy. And uh, and Arthur, he's just an exceptional human being, and this is a, a good indication of why. Will they get 70000 in for an MLS match? I know that the attendance has been absurdly great this year, but when you move into the new place, will you be able to do that, or is it still going to be forty to 50000 I I got to believe that, that I don't know if it's going to sell out, but I, I there, look. You met Bobby Dodd Stadium, uh, home of Georgia Tech football, is housing Atlanta United right now. They're selling out every game. And there's, like, a lot of demand, and a lot of people are left outside and can't get in. So, to me, there's even upside beyond uh, the, the capacity of Bobby Dodd. I'm not sure if they get 70, but why not? I mean, Atlanta is soccer crazy, and it's really kind of boggling my mind. It I is. Didn't that, I, I didn't know there were that many soccer fans there in Atlanta. I, we've, you've come on the show so many times, Rick, defending Atlanta as a sports town and how much they support the Falcons. And to see what they've done with the MLS is just times 10 for, for, for shock value for us. So it's been crazy. Hey, thanks for the time. We appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your summer. Get some rest. Hey, guys, you guys, too, man. Take it easy. Uh, that is a Rick Hamla, NBA TV. You can get him on Twitter, at NBA TV Rick. Hey, mark Love it down. Guy. We talked MLS. We talked yeah. MLS. Very nice. It's called the uh, Pinata of Sports Talk Radio, Dan. <laughs> Take a whack. MLS pops out. There it is, baby. Uh, Dan Byer, Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen on the iHeartRadio app and on Sirius XM Channel 83. Up next, though, we have got some NFL news. Yes, some NFL news, and it may not be good news for a particular Super Bowl contender. Find out who that is coming up in 60 seconds from now. First, though, let's find out what's trending. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Dan Beyer. That's Jonas Knox. Johnny Ramos here as well. 
Lots of thanks to uh, Rick Kamla for joining us to talk <laughs> NBA, MLS, and uh, some tunes and banning the Beatles from Rick Kamla. Oh, thank God. That was one of the greatest things I've ever heard. We should actually send that out. Rick Kamla banned the Beatles from his show. <laughs> Something else has been banned from this show. Okay. But we just can't tell you what it is. Oh, can't yeah. Yeah, that's do damn it. right. Can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it. You can't <laughs> damn do it. Right. Uh uh-uh, uh, it's not Dodgers. Happen. No, it's not the Dodgers and it's not the Steelers. Um because <laughs> can't do the, it. No, can't do it. Can't do it, Mike Singletary. Pittsburgh Steelers couldn't come to terms on a long term deal with Le'Veon Bell or Jonas. Maybe it's Le'Veon Bell couldn't come to terms with the Pittsburgh Steelers on a long term deal. Either way, Bell has been has the franchise tag and will play under that tag for the 2017 season that will pay him $12 million. A report from Ian Rappaport said that the Steelers were willing to give him a deal, a long-term deal, that would pay him $12 million annually, but the issue was there were no guarantees further down the line. Bell reportedly felt that if he took this deal, it wouldn't be good for the other running backs in the NFL market, Mm. and he felt that he needed to decline that option because of the lack of guarantees so he will play under the franchise tag for 2017 in what I think could be one of the worst decisions for other running backs in the National Football League. So he, uh, so let me get this straight. He's worried about the well-being of other running backs in the league when it comes to this contract. That's but, what it sounds like. Okay, but but not about the the reputation and well-being of other running backs in the league when it comes to smoking weed in a car. <laughs> I'm just trying to get how this works. Because you want to represent the entire league. I just okay, so I was just confused there, Dan. It's Sorry. kind of a double standard. Yeah, I was, just was confused. It, it like seems I got a little lost. He's there. looking out, but yeah. then uh, him and Legarrette Blunt <laughs> um, had their own blunt issues. The fact is, the Steelers, according to Tom Palacero of the NFL Network, formerly of USA Today, said that the offer was for twelve million dollars a season with thirty million dollars over the first two years. Okay, so think about that. $30 million over the first two years. If Le'Veon Bell suffers a season-ending injury, okay, this year, which he's it's happened before. Oh, Heck, yeah. He didn't play in the AFC Championship game or was, was darn near useless against the New England Patriots because of his injury. He had other issues in the past. If Le'Veon Bell isn't able to finish this season healthy, I think there's a good chance that he would n- – Never, there is no chance he's ever going to see this money again. That would be $30 million over the first two years when he's already getting twelve. So he essentially, in my mind, Jonas, seemed to turn down $18 million because he thinks that he needs to take a better deal. But the fact is he's getting paid $4 million more than the next closest running back in the National Football League, being LaShawn McCoy and Jonathan Stewart. So there is a huge gap. And really what Le'Veon Bell's deal did while he says that he's looking out for the other running backs in the league, he's not. Why would the Arizona Cardinals now have any any desire to give David Johnson a deal like this? If Le'Veon Bell is going to say no to it, this could have set in stone what the Arizona Cardinals were going to have to try to top to allow David Johnson to get his long-term deal. Instead, Le'Veon Bell plays for the franchise tag. If he gets hurt, I'm not sure how many running backs would ever see $12 million a year in the NFL going forward because of how the position is used. I think Le'Veon Bell's got everything backwards in this situation. He's missed uh, 17 games so far throughout his NFL career. 
17 games due to injury or suspension or whatever, but he's missed it. That's a full season. That's more than a, than a full season that he's already missed in his career. And somebody's willing to give you this money. And I understand the idea of, you know, I, I get it. I, I get the, well, I don't want to set a precedent. Listen, there were some people that were a bit bothered by Derek Carr taking the contract that he took because they felt like he could have gotten more for it. But his Derek Carr's whole, well, you know, I want to make sure other guys on my team can get paid. You, you could make the argument some quarterbacks may look at that and go, oh, well, you set a bad precedence for us. But at some point, don't you look at your own well-being and 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 you and you look at this and go, I've already missed 17 games in my career. Um, I, I've I've been injured. Um, I've only appeared in a couple of playoff games so far throughout my career because of injuries and all that. Here's a lot of money on the table. I, I yeah, I, I don't I don't get it. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I struggle with it. I don't know why you would turn down the money. And I know that there were little guarantees afterwards. But if he Jonas, if he suffers an injury in this season, he's in the same exact boat that he was, okay, right. that, that he would be if he just plays under the franchise tag and then comes back next season. The extra part of that is, well, what about if the Steelers want to use the tag on him again and then he comes back and makes more? Well, that $30 million that he could have got if he was ready would have also have been there. That would have been that money. He would have been able to get it. If he gets hurt, the Steelers may not be inclined to have him around next year. You could say that there could be a possibility this could be Le'Veon Bell's last year in Pittsburgh if he were to suffer a significant injury. And you talk about the injury history that he's had. That's not out of the realm of possibility. And how many times are NFL teams saying, you know what we need to do? We need to really load up the the, uh, Brinks truck and uh, send it over to a running back who's spent now five years in the National Football League. I mean – realistically, when you're a running back and you're David Johnson, if you're a star running back like David Johnson or Ezekiel Elliott, your money is going to be made in that deal immediately after you can start negotiating from your rookie deal. That is it, because after that, you aren't going to see 10 to 12-year running backs getting mucho, mucho bucks. The Adrian Peterson and Marshawn Lynch's of the world, that is not happening anymore. Well, that's why you and I accepted the four-year, the four-day contract offer. Yes, we did. From our, our boss, Scott Shapiro. We so, did. Yeah, so we uh, have you signed your shit? I have yet to sign uh, No, I did yeah. not. I didn't know if I was going to do a docu-sign sort of thing. I'm uh, I'm haggling for a bit more. Oh, okay. Yeah, I uh, you know I said, listen, I'll do it, but uh, I, I, I want to do uh, overnights on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, listen, I'll, I'll do it. So we're negotiating. We're in the middle ball. of that. Yeah, yeah. So I just want to show I got a little bit of leverage. I, I just I don't understand what Le'Veon Bell's argument is, because when you look at the alternatives, you look at the position of a running back and the, the longevity. We all know it. I mean, the the Leonard Fournette and Ezekiel Elliott's being drafted high. I just think are rare. I think those are exceptions to the rule. I don't think that though that is going to become the norm. I think those are just separate talents. And now if you're Le'Veon Bell, and you're turning down the possibility of even if the Steelers kind of wanted to bring him back, may, you know, he he would be in the same exact boat next year at this time. I, I don't is, think they're in love with him. I really yeah. don't. I, I think part of I think part of them is fed up with just the issues that he's had to where he lied and said, "Oh, I'm not going to come up and test positive for anything," and then he got popped for three games. He did that last off season. I don't think they're in love with the idea of keeping him around long term. And I, they already paid uh, Antonio Brown. Um, I yeah. just think they drafted a Connor out of out of Pitt. So I, I, I I'm I'm wondering at some point because I think Le'Veon De- uh, Bell, if he does this, because I know Alshon Jeffrey did this and was criticized for it, to where you're it's you're going to be a free agent after the end of the season. They're probably not going to franchise you again. 
you know, maybe I maybe I won't play this game. You know, I want to make sure that I stay. You know, the Jadevian Clowney when he was mm-hmm. his last year at South Carolina. And if you're the Steelers, you're in a good spot because, okay, you don't want to play, that's fine. Let us see what we got in Connor. Let it, let us see if we can have another guy come in and have some production there, and then and you go from there. But it is – it's very strange. I, <laughs> I just very don't, bizarre. I, he looks at the running back position differently than I do. I just – I don't see it. I don't see teams wanting to, to pay even more. And if I'm David Johnson – that's why David Johnson spoke up about Le'Veon Bell because of his deal – if I'm David Johnson for the Arizona Cardinals, yeah, it may sound good that Le'Veon Bell turned down this deal. But now where do you go if something something bad happens to Le'Veon Bell and you're trying to measure up where your contract is? I think that that would give a lot more leverage to the Arizona Cardinals in dealing with a negotiation with David Johnson than, than the flip side of David Johnson being in the driver's seat. Uh, he is Dan Byer. I'm Jonas Knoxon for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. You can listen on the iHeartRadio app as well as on Sirius XM Channel 83. But up next, do not go anywhere because an NFL franchise is about to make team history. Find out what it is next here on FSR. <laughs> I'm Dan Byer. He's Jonas Knox. Johnny Ramos here as well on a BKR edition. Uh, John's computer here as well also on uh, BKR. <laughs> in for Doug. Hey, when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out truecar.com <laughs> slash trade today. We can also check out uh, Jonas's sack if we want to. Oh. Let's reach into Jonas's sack. <laughs> oh, man. I need a smoke. Uh, Steve DeSager is carrying around the, uh, the old bag today. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Good afternoon, gents. And John Ramos, exactly what game are we going to play? What have we pulled out of this sack? Guess who? Ooh. Guess who? That's the title of today's game, gentlemen. Guess who? Okay, so right. we get to guess who you are talking about. Right. Story number one. The Texans entered the NFL in 2002. They have deemed no players in the past worthy of inaugurating the team's ring of honor until now, announcing today that who will be their first player so honored. I got it. David Anderson. That's right. David Anderson. <laughs> friend, yes. Yes. Friend of the weekend overnights, David Anderson. You blew it, Jonas. It's Alfred Blue. It's Alfred no, Blue, really? our good friend. No. I'm, I'm oh, just oh. kidding. See, uh, Randy Bullock. No. I, I thought you were going to say uh, Osweiler, but no. I'm going to guess. No. I'm going to guess Peyton Manning. No. Okay. Um, Andre Johnson. There is only one yeah. guess. Yes. Yeah. He's going to have a ceremony in his honor, halftime of their mid-November game against the Cardinals. He had signed a one-day contract with the Texans this year so he could formally retire with them. He had left to be with the Colts 2015, played a little bit also with the Titans, back with the Texans, and into their ring of honor. Yay. Is it a ring if there's only one? No. (laughs) It's, It's like a spot of honor. That's what they should call it right now, an area of honor in Houston. On to story number two, who is finalizing a contract to return for a 16th season with his team? This athlete turns 40 next week. Wow, 40-year-old athlete. 40 years old. Okay. Greg Oden. (laughs) (laughs) He looked 40 in college. Oh. Um, Okay, it's got to be an offseason, so it's got to be NFL or the NBA Correct. can't be baseball. Gosh, We're narrowing this down. John Ramos, any thoughts? I have to uh, excuse myself from this because I see the answer in front of me. Is, oh, is okay. It, it, hey, Steve, is it Colin Kaepernick? No. Michael Vick. No. Mm, 
Manu Ginobili. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So he's not retiring yet. The guy who's been an Olympic gold medalist, EuroLeague MVP, made a boatload of money, as you heard from our guest this hour, and only averaged seven and a half points per game this past year, under 20 minutes per game. But he's coming back with the Spurs, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, who also says they're working on a new deal with free agent center Pau Gasol, who had declined his option for the upcoming season. Uh, EuroLeague MVP, when does that come off the resume? When do we stop uh, counting that? Seriously. Average age of the Spurs next season? 58 and a half years old. (laughs) That is right. No, but honestly, don't you have something that that was always on your resume and and you finally added another job to where you bump that down? Mine mine was a public access show that I hosted (laughs) for like two weeks. People assume that Ginobili has eight to ten all-star games. It's, It's nowhere near that. It's three. I'm not saying he won't get in the Hall of Fame with his international career alone. He's getting into the Hall of Fame three. and all of those rings and the attention, but... I think he's only been an all-star three times. So I, so I have heard. Three. <laughs> On to the next story. This athlete is appealing a recent misdemeanor conviction for speeding. A state trooper says he clocked this running back driving 100 miles per hour in April. <sighs> Michael Floyd. Nope. Yeah. Fortunately, there was not driving involved in the Michael Floyd okay. stories. I'm, all I of am them. going to say Dale Earnhardt Jr. Nope. The posted <laughs> he's, speed he's, limit. He's kidding, Steve. Cole Trickle. <laughs> nope. <laughs> speed limit posted on this Dallas area freeway was 70 miles per all hour. Dallas. Oh, Dallas. Oh. So it's got to be a Cowboys running back. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Um, gosh. Joseph Randall. Nope. Um, Troy Hambrick. Nope. Um. <laughs> Daryl Johnston? Hey, hey. Ezekiel Elliott? Correct. Hey, all right. The off-field incidents are piling up. Do you guys think this is the only reason he would appeal this type of thing? I'm sorry. The golf clap was uh, (laughs) (laughs) Hey, five of you, shut up when Steve's talking. See if we can work in this last story in the final minute. Uh, Chechnyan ruler known as a dictator. But a big fan of a certain sports, and he's challenging what league to a tournament? NHL. No. Ah. Hold on. Let me. Uh, hold on. Let me. Profiled let, let in me, real me, sports. Let me check the internet here. <laughs> Can I get my check, please, Dan? <laughs> he has his own got- league, Akmat MMA. People. Oh. <laughs> He's challenging UFC. He says, I was born and raised in war. I think this tournament would be quite a spectacle. A fight to the end. A fight to the death, end quote. Normally that would be hyperbole, but with this guy, who knows? I will say that at the end of the MMA bout, when the other guy surrenders, you know what you got to say? What's that? Checkmate. Ah, yes, 24 hours away from the parade and rally of the huge celebration. Um, Estimates in on the Lakers uh, celebration tomorrow, 150,000 fans expected to be there for celebrating that summer league title as they topped the Portland Trailblazers last night. BKR edition, Johnny Ramos here as well as Jonas and myself. We all team up as we're in for Doug today. Love to hear your feedback. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. Get Jonas at the Jonas Knox and John at JS Ramos 06. But the Lakers are summer league champs, a team that is the, you could make an argument. They are the most storied franchise in the National Basketball Association, uh, maybe even more so than the Boston Celtics. And last night, the Lakers got T-shirts. And and Rick Camlo was on earlier talking about how it was a little subdued, but this was a spot where you never thought you would see a Lakers organization be 
when you think of the likes of Magic, Kareem, Wilt, Kobe, Shaq, and now we're celebrating a win over Portland Trailblazer players that we have no idea who they are. Oh, no, Dan. Can keep going. Sedell Threat, <laughs> Eldon Campbell, <laughs> Nick Van Exel. Come on. Let's keep it going here, guys. AC what a Green. joke. It, it, there's, <laughs> what a joke. You know, keep on uh, just going down the line. But this this Lakers celebration in the Summer League really has been about Lonzo Ball because we talked about we don't even know who won the Orlando Summer League. We don't know who won the Utah Summer League. But we sure as heck know that the Lakers were playing and who they were playing each night. And Lonzo Ball was a main reason for that in drawing the attention to the Lakers in Las Vegas. Yeah. I got a question. Why was he playing up until this weekend? Why was Lonzo Ball playing? And why was he playing 35, 36 minutes a night? He's the show. Yeah. You know? Uh, so when Laker fans out there are saying, listen, this isn't about PR, this isn't about we just want to get him more experience, nobody that he's playing against is going to see significant minutes in the NBA. Understand that. Like the Celtics, the Celtics sat uh, Jason Tatum and they sat Jalen Brown this past weekend. They sat him because they realized at this point, you're not going to get better by playing against a bunch of guys that aren't even going to be in the league anyways. So when the Lakers, if, if the Lakers get offended or if Laker fans get offended and say, no, this wasn't about PR, we're not trying. No, you're trying to show, you, show off your shiny new toy. That's exactly what this was because there was no point for him to play. And it's not even an injury aspect of it. I mean, that's part of it. But there's no point for him playing up until this weekend. It does no good whatsoever. So, I, I, I mean, try and tell me this wasn't about PR, that this wasn't really important to the franchise. I think it was. You touched on it last week when you said there weren't box scores for games. Yeah, it's... Now I'm, we know that Lonzo not only had 36 points, but he also had a triple-double in another game, was a couple of rebounds shy of another triple-double. Doesn't play last night, also misses the most marquee game of the league going up against De'Aaron Fox. And he still wins most valuable player honor. And and to sit here, listen, we we could debate who is the summer league most valuable player. Okay, and that, that, that's farther that we've ever gone. But I think to your point is, I didn't even know they gave away an MVP yeah. award for the summer league. Honestly, okay? I didn't know there. I didn't know the Sacramento Kings hung up a summer league banner in their arena until Matt Money Smith, who's a, a host on AM five seventy LA Sports in Los Angeles, sent a tweet out, and there's a picture of the Sacramento Kings and a banner from the Summer League in 2014. I had no idea. <laughs> no I idea. didn't either. I, and they got a new arena, so that probably made it over from Arco. Oh, yeah. And into yeah, the you new don't, downtown that, one. There are certain things you lose in a move. In Sacramento, you do not lose that banner in a move. <laughs> Let's okay. say, as someone who is moving now, there are boxes where I'm like, I've got to make sure I know where this is. Last night, we spent 20 minutes trying to find a scissors, okay? So they apparently knew exactly this was a big enough deal for the Sacramento Kings to go and raise a banner that it made a move over to a new arena. But the fact is, I think there's a lot to what you're saying. When you look at the numbers, when you look at the awards, when you look at if you have a triple-double and you're scoring 36 points, isn't that the point where you say, all right, he's good. He is good. He's acclimated that we we are good to that point. I, I think we've seen all that we need to see. Let's just start rolling, going into training camp. The only argument you could say, and this was my argument from the beginning when you shouldn't overreact on the Lakers, is this was half of the Lakers team that could be on the team next year. 
Whereas other teams, it's maybe a guy or two guys or a couple of rookies where more of the, at least these Laker players could get a, could be accustomed to playing with each other. Maybe that was a reason why. But when you have 36 points and 10 assists and, or 12 assists and 10 rebounds, maybe look at the other point guard to see if he's good enough to run your team. Uh, by the way, uh, you mentioned that you're in the middle of moving. Um, I don't know if you knew this or not, but uh, our crack editing staff here, we are we always have somebody, you know, has a mic. Somebody's always watching, Dan. Yeah. Uh, we actually have uh, Dan's reaction last night while moving one of his wife's Lisa's uh, boxes that, w- that were in the house. Mm-hmm. While you were moving it, you accidentally opened it up, and here was Dan's reaction. Oh, what's in the box? So, yeah, there's a- <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's a lot of strange things that go along with a move, Dan, and I just think that that's one. I can tell you, um, I said that about seven times and followed it up with not scissors. <laughs> okay, <laughs> not scissors. Um, and after you, oh, you, it's I went through the point of trying to find which key was least valuable to me because that was the key that I was going to use to open the boxes to try to find the scissors. Do you ever do that? Try to be like, well, this is the mail key. I only use it once a day. It's not a door key or a car key. You're like, I don't even know what this key is. Maybe this is my go-to key to open up this box. That's what it got to last night during the move. <laughs> and by the way, I'd rather move than watch the Summer League title game. Okay, oh, yeah. if that tells you anything. Um, here's here's what I – this is the comparison I'll make. You remember when you first are trying to learn how to drive? One of the first places, whoever is teaching you how to drive, the, one of the first things they do is they take you to a parking lot. And so you'll drive around the parking lot for a while because it's not really driving. It's It's operating a vehicle. But it's not until you actually get into traffic that you learn how to drive. It's not until you actually are around other cars at, at, at a certain pace, driving the speed limit or beyond, and having to maneuver around all that until you're actually driving. Um, the NBA Summer League is an effing parking lot, okay? <laughs> Lonzo Ball, we get you can operate the vehicle. Driving around in more circles in a parking lot, trying to avoid somebody pushing their cart through – isn't going to make you a better driver. Okay, you need to get on the road around some other cars and actually experience it. So why he was still playing up until this weekend, I honest, it, it was purely PR reasons. It had nothing to do with basketball. Don't feed me that crap. It was PR. It's let let us continue to promote. And listen, I'm not saying it because it's bad for us. It's good for us. Lonzo Ball's great for what we do. When the Lakers are good, it's good for us. So selfishly, this is all helping but if you're a Laker fan, don't sell me. No, they're just trying to get him extra reps so that he can, uh, you know, he can, you know, learn the offense with these players. Against who? Uh, guys, guys that are going to be, uh, you know, working a blackjack table in Vegas next week. Like those, like none of these guys are going to be in the league. It doesn't make sense. Summer league, some other guy. Any guy at this point. <laughs> He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Byer. We are in for Doug Gottlieb. John Ramos here as well on a BKR edition. Jonas, when you're talking about driving around in a parking lot, it reminds me of when I was trying to learn how to drive stick when I was living in Madison. I would go out at 2 a.m. and drive around the back streets. Okay, that's how I would do it. Going downhill, awesome. Going uphill, not so much. Okay, (laughs) Cavaliers right now, they are going uphill. We were joined earlier by Rick Camel of NBA TV and 92.9 The Game in Atlanta to talk about the Cavaliers offseason. And let's just say, according to Rick, the Cavs offseason so far has been an uphill climb while driving a stick shift. I'm concerned uh, as, as an observer from afar. To me, the Cavaliers are the number one big loser in this offseason. They did not get Paul George. They did not get Jimmy Butler. It does not look like they're going to get Carmelo Anthony. They did not have a draft pick. 
Uh, they picked up Jose Calderon and Jeff Green. The entire basketball world is sound asleep on both of those signings. Um, they are getting worse and older and less dynamic. Jeff Green and Jose Calderon. Oh, yeah. By the way, there's... I would rather have Jeff King and Yvonne I, Calderon. I, I okay? <laughs> if you want to talk about 80s baseball. I, I, I'd rather have Seth Green than Jeff Green <laughs> at this point. Okay? Who cares? Jeff Green? Um, I, I'm going to say something. This is going to be the hottest take you'll hear all day. Make okay. sure we're rolling on this. Johnny, are you ready? Hey, Johnny, sure stand by. Okay, uh, stand hold by. On, Ryan music. Hold on, Ryan. Hold on. Bus stop. You good? Okay. Um, Five golf fans over there who yeah. always clap. Are right. you guys good as well? All right. A, uh, a homeless guy. A home. Oh, that's that's Big Mike. Um, all right, so here we go. You ready for this? <laughs> Wait. Quiet down. All right. I guarantee you the Cleveland Cavaliers, this is a guarantee as we sit here on July 18th, 2017, the Cleveland Cavaliers will not win a regular season game for at least the next two months. Whoa! Janet! Janet! Who is that, honey? Jonas is a nightcrawler. It's just another scorching take. <laughs> I love hot takes. Jonas ran great. He did. We love him! <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Two months. Mark my words. Look at that LeBron. Interstide shorts. Dancing around on Instagram. That's all What's he does. With that guy's hair. <laughs> I had a chance to talk to Jonas before the game tonight. Oh, mark it down. You heard it here yep. first, Cavaliers. August and September. No dice. Yep. You know what though? <laughs> no, I'm thinking about it. So the this guy uh, with all this gel in his head. Hey, screw you, pal. Go go not make the playoffs again. Um <laughs> I was thinking about this, though. If you had to bet. So the NBA season starts, what, October 17th? I think that's the, yes. the first day. Who wins a regular season game first, the Cavs or the Browns? <laughs> like the next regular season win, who gets there first, Cavs or Browns? Mm, that's good. That's yeah. actually really good. October 17th, because that's not far-fetched to say the Browns are going to be, what, 0-7 by then? Sure. I mean, yeah. that's that's par for the course there. Do, you, do, you, do I dare Take a look and quickly see what we've got with the Browns. It could be an early bye week. Well, starting off, Steelers, Ravens, and Colts, Bengals, Jets. Ah, the Texans. Jets. Ah, the damn Jets. That would be the oh, game. Oh, man. Well, the Jets are going to get uh, – man, it's too bad. The and Jets are the in, only win. And it's in Cleveland. But that would be – the other ones, I mean, there's no way they're going to beat the Steelers. They're on the road in Baltimore and Indy. They're on the road in Houston. They're not going to win. That, that could be – Browns, Jets. That'll be the standard death game. That will not be in HD. Browns, Jets, and uh, whatever that week, uh, whatever it is, week set, week five. That'll be uh, that'll be in standard def. They will not carry that in HD. Throw <laughs> everything's in HD. Throw that one on Twitter. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Hey guys, Here's, yeah, what's this, with the this this game? Hair. No HD for this one. <laughs> yeah, guys. <laughs> <laughs> <Can> I, <laughs> that game. Oh, you guys don't know this. BKR is going to be the booth. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah they I'm don't have say. enough guys in line to broadcast Browns Jets. Please tell me that's not a Fox game. Got to win air We're going to have to dump this whole segment. Please tell me that's not a Fox game. No, no. It'll be a CBS game. Okay. Uh, a CBS 4. Yeah. Uh, that's, <laughs> it's, 
<laughs> that's no, it's a Fox game. What? No way. <laughs> that's a Fox game. Well, good news. Yeah. We're in line. That is the. Let's, I'm uh, telling you right now that that game will oh. determine the fate of two franchises moving forward. That's I, a huge game. I guarantee they lost a coin flip. I guarantee <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it was left up to chance because there was no way they would say, "Yeah, we'll take a." Yeah, we'll take that AFC matchup. Yeah, no, we'll shoulder that. Well, it's at our Univision. Let's let's go down to the field where John Ramos is (laughs) there with Browns head coach Hugh Jackson. Guys, uh, thanks. Uh, What what happened in that first half? (laughs) Damn fire. How come you didn't throw it back to the booth? Back to the booth. All right. (laughs) That's how it's done. Uh, He is Dan Byer. I'm Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, we do want to let you know that uh, we are brought to you by True Car because if you're looking to sell your car, there's now a new, better way to do it with True Car. It's fast, it's easy, and it's the best way to price your car from the comfort of home. When you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out truecar.com slash trade today. Uh, you can get Dan on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. You can get me at the Jonas Knox. But up next here on Fox Sports Radio, a Super Bowl champion will tell you why a move made by one NFL team could change the course of their franchise moving forward. And we'll tell you who next. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Bayer. John Ramos here as well on a BKR edition. Can't wait to get the thoughts of a Super Bowl champion on if Le'Veon Bell made the right move with his contract, but a big move in Major League Baseball. Breaking news from Fox Sports. Steve DeSager as the latest from the Lone Star State. Yeah, Houston All-Star shortstop Carlos Correa was hurt last night. It's now official. He will miss six to eight weeks with a torn thumb ligament. He will be back in September. Apparently, originally hurt the thumb sliding headfirst a la Mike Trout earlier this year. Like Trout, he's going to have this same operation on the hand. Ken Rosenthal of Fox saying Trout missed seven and a half weeks after the same procedure. So on a swing and miss last night that sent Correa out of the game this guy was drafted number one overall in 2012 and when he debuted in the majors a couple years ago was rookie of the year all-star this year was batting 320 for Houston the best team in the American League Correa had 20 homers already this season back in September but after thumb surgery it's good that the Astros have a 58 game lead in the American League West. <laughs> so they're not even going to need Wait, are you know, there are there any other teams in the American League West? I'm not sure. Uh, by the way, I've always said this about guys that slide head first in baseball. It when if you slide head first in baseball, your hands are in front of you. That's a great point. That's a great Let me point. Jot that down top, here. top that one, Brady Papinga, Very our nice. Super Bowl uh, champ and our NFL analyst and teammate here on Fox Sports Radio. You're going to have to bring the heat, Brady, if you want to top that one. Oh, yeah. Well, I would just say if you're going to slide head first, don't even slide with your hands first. Just go head first. That's a good yes. States. That's what we there do we in go. football. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going and try to knock Beautiful. the dude out yeah. and put my hands out there. I'm into that. That's it's good. a head-to-head kind of thing. It's great for the teeth. Like just go, just like go it's a luge. Yeah, yeah, like like you're losing. Yeah, that's that's good. I like it. Gums first. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Was Le'Veon Bell smart or stupid to not accept the Steelers' offer of a contract that could have given him about thirty million dollars guaranteed up front, but uh, apparently wanted more? Good move by Le'Veon Bell or not? Uh, not a good move, and that's because thank you. You gotta. 
What did you say? I said thank you. Like, I agree with you for once, Brady. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a good move because you got to look at the market. And if he went out to the market, I guarantee you no other team would offer him any kind of money near there. And that's because the running back position is a dime a dozen, guys. Sorry, you can go and draft the sixth round, Alfred Morris, a number of years ago, and he's going to give you the same productivity as Ezekiel Elliott did this last year, who was drafted fourth overall. I'm telling you, time has shown that you can go and draft guys late. You can get good deals out on the free market where you're not having to pay uh, a running back. You could say the level of a wide receiver, a level of a cornerback, or any other position for that matter. And it's just proven that there's just more of them. And when, when you're in any kind of business situation, you know, if you have a high supply and the demand's there, the supply over supply in this case makes it to where the price is driven down. And so it's, it's not a good choice. It's, it's, a, it's an ego kind of choice in his end. He's thinking that, uh, uh, like we're saying, that he could go out to the market and get something better, but he doesn't realize he can't because if he's looking at the numbers, nobody's going to pay him what the Steelers already want to pay him. And so the Steelers may just have to oblige his kind of guess and let him go and let him test the market and because i'm sure he'll he i guarantee you this next year if they let him hit the market it's okay you go see what your value is uh he would come back saying what was that deal that you guys were uh wanted to talk about last summer and he would probably take it then uh brady what are the redskins doing in this kirk cousins situation well obviously they're trying to exercise their leverage so they come out and they make this announcement oh we offered him a six-year deal which by the way the max to where you're able to prorate any kind of uh, money is five. So that, you know, blows it up to where they're, you know, basically it says their intentions, which is we're trying to make it seem like we offered him the best deal ever and that he's being a punk, he's being greedy for having rejected it. No, they're no, not even close. Basically what they did is they say, hey, man, what we'll do is we'll guarantee you the price of what you're going to earn this year already and then what you would earn on the transition tag next year and then we'll throw some years on it, but we will control the destiny. And Kirk Cousins looking at him like, you guys are idiots, because if I go and I play like I did this last year, at the very least you guys will transition tag me. Okay, I got the guaranteed in that deal you already have. But on the transition tag, you're still not restricted. You can go out and you can negotiate with other teams, I do believe, and then there's a match to where they would have first right of refusal. So uh, it's not that the Redskins then would be able to control his rights for the next foreseeable future. He would still be in the driver's seat talking about Kirk Cousins. So this is a power play, and Kirk played it exactly right. He's going to go play on this deal. The worst thing that could happen is he gets hurt. Hopefully he has an insurance policy in place to to uh, compensate for any potential loss of damage. And if that's the case, then it just comes down to him just playing well. And he knows he's going to play well in this system. This is a system he knows very well. This is a system that he has you know, a tremendous amount of comfort in. Jay Gruden's still there. I know Sean McVay left, but that doesn't matter. Jay Gruden's the guy that really is right, you know, ran this shit from the beginning, and that's the guy who really has ignited Kirk Cousins to the level that he has right now. I'd say right now the Washington Redskins are just flat-out idiots. I mean, they should be signing him to a long-term deal, uh, more in the middle of what his demands are, which would be more in the area of a Derek Carr deal, believe it or not, and that's just because uh, Kirk Cousins is more close to unrestricted free agency than Derek Carr was, and he's a little bit longer in the tooth. But still, that's the kind of money we're talking about right now with uh, Kirk Cousins, and either the Redskins are going to have to ante up after this year or there's going to be some other team. And another thing is uh, Kirk Cousins knows. Kyle Shanahan loves him. Kyle Shanahan's in San Francisco. San Francisco has tons of salary cap. He knows he has at least one other bidder out there. If In fact, he did have an opportunity to begin to negotiate with other teams, and most likely they would offer him a deal that the Redskins couldn't match. So Kirk Cousins being smart, Redskins Apparently, don't really want Kirk Cousins that bad because if they did, they would have been, they would have come with a better offer 
that would have granted him a lot more security. Uh, Brady Papinga, Super Bowl champion, Fox Sports Radio host and analyst here on Fox Sports Radio. Can you see uh, other players around the league looking at this Kirk Cousins situation and how he has handled it? Can you see other players trying to use their leverage and playing it the way Kirk Cousins has done so far if they are also put on the franchise tag? Of course. We've already sort of seen it with – you know, a number of guys. And I think the the one guy who's thinking that he's like Kirk Cousins is Le'Veon Bell. Like, we've talked about him early. And what I mean by that is he's looking at it like, hey, man, I, if you're going to go and give Kirk Cousins all these franchise things and start talking about him and this lucrative contract deal, I am just as good as players. he is. And he's right. He's actually a better running back than Kirk Cousins is a quarterback. But, again, he seems to be not realizing and ultimately calculating that it's a different market. It's comparing apples to oranges. And so from that sense, you see guys that are trying to pull the Kirk Cousins deal, but just their market, when you talk individually, isn't the same. And so, yeah, I mean, guys try to do this because it's about leveraging and maximizing and capitalizing on as much of an earning potential as you do have since you, you do have a limited shelf life as a player. But, uh, you know, it does motivate guys want to do it because they compare themselves to him and they look at themselves like, you know, like I say, Le'Veon Bell, man, as a running back, I'm far better than he is as a quarterback. Sure you are, but that doesn't mean that you have the same leverage and the same negotiating power. Brady Papinga joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. We're in for Doug Gottlieb. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Bayer. John Ramos here as well. Richard Sherman last week said that players have to be willing to strike. Are we going to see... Um, some sort of work stoppage in the NFL's future. What do the players have to do? Does it have to go as far as a strike, Brady? Oh, I hope so. I mean, that, that's the only way. I mean, the, the owners right now have bullied us players around like you can't believe. And it's and people in the public don't even realize how bad of a deal the NFL players have. Now, they're still making millions of dollars. But besides that, if you just took out of what's the pie, you know, what does the owners get versus what do the players get, and you'll see that the owners get more than they ever have, at least in the last 15 to 20 years, in the NFL model, which is cra- I mean, they're getting like around 60%, and that's what's reported. We're not even talking about revenues that aren't reported. And, yes, they don't report them because there's a sharing, a revenue sharing system. And if they reported all the revenues, the Dallas Cowboys would have to pay the, the bills and the Jaguars a lot more money than they already do. So they're not going to disclose any of that information. So the point is they even make more than probably – the 60% they're getting, and this needs to be balanced out. When G, Before Gene Upshaw passed away, we had a deal that was about 50-50. As soon as Gene Upshaw passed away, we went into the next stage of the collective bargaining agreement negotiations. Right from the get-go, the owner said, we're going to take a billion dollars off the top, and instead of it going into our pockets between quotations, we're going to call this a stadium credit, meaning we're going to invest it into your guys's stadiums which is it's not the player stadiums nobody no not one player has any equity in any stadium or any of those kind of ventures so it was a big scam job to basically again sell to the public and let everybody think that in fact you know what things are equal and that the players okay yeah that's their stadium they play it so yeah this in fact is going to work out for them so point is that they have to strike to get a more fair deal to where it's more in line with uh What's, you know, what's rightfully theirs, which is 50%. And the only way you're going to do that is you have to threaten to sit out. And the way I suggest to do it is sit out in the playoffs because there's guys aren't going to sit out games during the regular season. But if you can sit out of the playoffs, two things happen. Everybody's already been paid. Second thing that happens, you're only dealing with 12 teams that have to sit out. You don't have to go get to convince mm-hmm. all 32. And then the last thing is the owner's margin. When you talk player costs versus their revenues during the playoffs is astronomical. As an example, a guy like Aaron Rodgers, he'll make 20-some-odd million dollars 
uh, during the year, which is prorated per game to be about a million plus per game. You fast forward that to the playoffs. Guess what? He makes about twenty-five to fifty thousand on that, depending on which round per game. That is a I mean, it's and that's your highest-paid guy, and it's maxed out at that. So, if and by the way, the TV guys are going to be involved. I mean, if the players really want to exercise their leverage, ambush the owners, sit out one of these as you're getting closer to the deadline of the new CBA having to be negotiated. These playoffs, and I guarantee you, they will get everything they want plus some. He's Brady Papinga. You can hear him Saturdays here on Fox Sports Radio at 4 o'clock Eastern time with Steve Hartman, our Super Bowl champion NFL analyst. Thanks, Brady. We'll do it again soon. All right, guys. Have a wonderful day. Get him on Twitter at Brady Papinga. Uh, Dan Byer, Jonas Knox here at Fox Sports Radio. In for Doug Gottlieb. You can listen on the iHeartRadio app and on Sirius XM Channel 83 as well. Do not go anywhere. Okay, do not go anywhere because it is the return of one of the more controversial segments in all of sports talk radio. It is just 60 seconds away from your ears. First, though, let's find out what's trending. He's he's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Byer. That's Johnny Ramos there. Excited because it is back. Yes, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Made its debut a few months ago and back by popular demand. It's the game that, uh, let's just say, brings the family together. Time for another edition of Cousins versus Cousins versus Cousins versus Cousins. Yeah. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Byer. We're your host today. Our contestants are from the Fox Sports Radio technical side of things, Johnny Ramos. Oh, it's always wonderful to be here with all of you. Dan, Jonas, I love your work on this show, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Are you ready to play Cousins versus Cousins versus Cousins versus Cousins? Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Let's meet your opponent. He's more of a producer, a young gun, Ryan Music. Welcome, Ryan. Oh, guys, so good to be here on the show with you. Couldn't be more excited, and uh, I'm ready to do this. All right, Jonas, we got great contestants today. Uh, by the way, uh, Cousins in Spanish is Primos. Oh, Primos. Yeah. Interesting. So, uh, for uh, I know John Ramos, uh, clearly Caucasian. Uh, primos is uh, Cousins in Spanish. What was that again? Um no comprende. Okay. The way the game is played is this. Jonas and myself will bring up a scenario, a situation, maybe a tidbit if you'd like, about <laughs> someone. And that tidbit or scenario is either Kirk Cousins, DeMarcus Cousins, Jonas's cousin, or my cousin. Let's see how John and Ryan do. John, you're the veteran here. You are going to be first up, okay? Are you ready to play? Yes. Okay. What the hell is <laughs> Which cousin once developed a daily planner that scheduled every part of his day in 15-minute increments? Was it DeMarcus Cousins, Kirk Cousins, Jonas's cousin, or my cousin? I would say Jonas's cousin. Get out. Oh. No, no. It was Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins of the Washington Redskins. Yes. That's some OCD there, brother. That is. Oof. He was a big, big planner back oh, in the day. Wow. All right, Ryan Music, you're up. Whew. You ready, Ryan? All right, here we go. All right, here we go. Okay, I got this. I got this. I can do this. No, I got this. Here we go. At the age of 12, would ride along with their 80-year-old grandma and 88-year-old great-aunt Asked to pull into a driveway where people were outside. Then, once in the driveway, 
duck and reach over and honk the horn to make it look like two old ladies were honking the horn in a 68 Oldsmobile. Was that my cousin, Dan Byer's cousin, Kirk Cousins, or DeMarcus Cousins? It sounds sounds like something DeMarcus Cousins would do. But I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Jonas Knox's cousin. Get out. No, that would be my cousin. Really? My cousins, when they were 12, (laughs) would drive with their 80-year-old grandma and 88-year-old great-aunt, would say, hey, grandma, why don't you turn into this driveway? Somebody was doing gardening. They'd lean over and honk the horn and then duck, so it looked like that these two old ladies were honking (laughs) at these people in the driveway. What a jerk move. Yes. They hide their dentures, too? Oh, no, there was the one that put the banana on the phone in the other room <laughs> yeah. and then went and called it, <laughs> and then their grandma move, would pick the up the banana. Yes, that's that's it. Gosh, 0 for 2 so far. You could take the next one. Go right ahead right. with Johnny Ramos. You ready, John? Yes. Yes, Jonas. This is either my cousin, Dan Byers' cousin, Kirk Cousins, or DeMarcus' cousin's. Slept with his friend and also hooked up with his roommate. Which cousin, Johnny? By the way, I like this music so much better than the doom and gloom. I like this jazz pickup. Okay, well, I'll keep it. I just All thought right. it was like... A, no, no, I just thought that was like... Cause I was going to give an answer, sure. so it's tense. I like yeah. the tenseness. Yeah. Okay. Oh, all right. Revs my engine. Who likes the tense music? I'm going to say that's DeMarcus Cousins. Get out. Gosh, you guys are awful at this game. (laughs) First of all, why would anybody know that DeMarcus Cousins (laughs) slept with a friend and also hooked up with his roommate? No, that's my cousin, actually. Yeah, that is my cousin. All right. True story. Uh, Ryan Music. Okay, which cousin once got into a physical fight with a high school bus driver? DeMarcus Cousins, Kirk Cousins, Jonas's cousin, or my cousin? Jonas Knox's cousin. That is. What a racist. Okay. Get out. Now, you got to wait till he says get out, okay? You can't scream (laughs) no when the audience doesn't even know if they got it right or wrong. Yes, it is wrong. DeMarcus Cousins. That actually happened, yes, when DeMarcus Cousins was in high school, got into a little brouhaha with the old bus driver, allegedly over some uh, improper stops. All right. John Ramos? By the way, score update zero to zero. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, high octane offense here on cousins versus cousins versus cousins versus versus cousins here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, John, you ready for this? Yes, right, I want to get on either, the board. This is either my cousin, Dan's cousin, Kirk Cousins, or Demarcus Cousins. Once wore the same pair of sweatpants for thirty straight days. Holy smokes! I'm gonna say that's Dan's cousin. Green Bay Packers sweatpants that had Packers on the whole left leg. Um, so yes. Well, they started out as Green Bay Packers sweatpants. They ended as Browns pants. Oh. Thirty straight days in a Wisconsin summer. All right. Oh, well, oh in the summertime. Of Was it a oh dare? Oh my god. Or- 
Uh, he no, just decided it was, <laughs> it was just the Could thing. Could you imagine the crotch rot you develop? <laughs> Sweatpants in, in that humidity in the summertime, 30 days in a row? That is that is crotch rot you could you could wipe out a village with. All right, Ryan Music, final question. And because it's the final question, it's worth two points. <laughs> All right. Okay. I like it. Way right. to manipulate the scoring. <laughs> Here we go. Are you ready? Let's do it. Which cousin once mailed a piece of pizza to the mother of his kids after she complained that he doesn't take her out to eat or buy her anything? Kirk Cousins. <laughs> That would be out. No. no. Okay, where the heck are we going to find that story under Kirk Cousins? A, a, a great in-depth reporting by a Washington D.C. insider. Uh, that was my cousin who did that as well. Um, was fed, didn't really get along with her that much. She would complain he doesn't do anything for her. So uh, they got like Pizza Hut one night and took a piece, mailed it, and it arrived. You know, two days later. Uh, you can put pizza in the mail. Apparently so. So basically what we've determined here over the last 10 minutes is that my cousins are sluts and Dan's are prop comics. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we've like learned over the last 10 minutes. By the way, uh, what cousins proposed with the help of a local congressman? Go ahead. Take a guess. Anybody. Kirk Cousins. Yes, John Ramos. That's why you're the winner of this game. Congratulations. John is locked in now. Just in time for the break. John has finally found his rhythm. (laughs) Uh, Dan Byer, Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here at Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen on the iHeartRadio <laughs> app and on Sirius XM Channel 83. By the way, that was the big baller band right yeah. there with that music. <laughs> yeah. was done. Uh, you can get Dan on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. You can get me at the Jonas Knox. Uh, up next, though, there was uh, some controversial sound. All right. This is very, very controversial stuff regarding a quarterback in the NFL, a guy you saw in a Super Bowl not long ago. Wait till you hear what somebody has to say about him. That's next year on FSR. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Johnny Ramos, a winner in Cousins versus Cousins versus Cousins versus Cousins. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Beyer, and Ramos does make it a BKR edition. Uh, Getting some great feedback on Twitter on Johnny's win. Eric wants to know what was up with the I'm getting ready to die theme music. Um, But, hey. Johnny Ramos lived to see another day with the win, and Ryan Music is the one who ended up dying. But he did make up for it because he just came back from break playing a song by a band whose name is Godsmack. Yes. Like that. What song was that called? Uh, That was one of their early songs, Awake. Uh, Let let me guess. Uh, It sounded something like this when the vocals hit. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Uh, uh, Godsmack's going to be on Speak for Yourself on Fox Sports 1. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But Michael Vick was, as we like to play a little fun game called. And now. What does the Fox say? What does the former Falcons and Eagles and Steelers quarterback have to say about one Colin Kaepernick? Well, let's hear from Michael Vick. First thing we got to get Colin to do is cut his hair. You know, I mean, (laughs) listen, I'm not up here to try to be politically correct, but, you know, even if he puts cornrows in it. I, I don't think he should represent himself, you know, in that way in terms of, you know, just the hairstyle. Just go clean cut. You know, why not? You know, you're already dealing with a lot, a lot of controversy surrounding this issue. You know, just try to be presentable. That was Michael Vick on Colin Kaepernick's <sighs> hair in trying to get back into the game of football. No. Oh, how dare he, Dan? How 
How dare he make sense like that? <laughs> um, it, it's it's unbelievable. There's people that that were calling Michael Vick because of those comments, and then also saying that that Colin Kaepernick's not in the league because of how he's played uh, and the decline in his in his you know at his job. There there were some people that were calling Michael Vick and Uncle Tom because of those comments. Hmm. God forbid he has a differing opinion from you. God forbid. Let's name call. You know, that'll get our point across. I think you were the one who said um, months back that when Colin Kaepernick was trying to maybe make ways uh, to get into the or to stay in the NFL with the 49ers, it was essentially a job interview. Yes. Right? Isn't that what? Yeah, it, what it, that's what it is. Like when he comes out and don't and, and all the Kaepernick supporters who are so brainwashed by this whole just this whole narrative and, and the tweets will start piling in. Trust me, the race baiters will start piling in on Twitter. But all the people that were saying, oh, this is ridiculous. How much what you you can't you can't just accept the guy for what he is. Well, then why did Mike? Why did Colin Kaepernick and his agent come out with a statement saying we're not going to be taking a knee during the national anthem any longer? Why did they do that? They did it. Nobody told them to do that. They announced that. It's just it, it, people just want it. They they don't want it to be multiple reasons. Like it can't be a layered discussion. It's got to be one thing and one thing only, and it's got to do with race and him being blackballed. Get out of here. Here's the thing. Okay, first of all, I would like to. I, I need a haircut. Okay, not not to make a joke, but if I was to go and for a job interview and it was a little longer than I would like, I would probably go and want to cut my hair. Yeah. But what Michael Vick is saying here, the only issue that or the issue that I have with it is Michael Vick also said on the herd that Colin Kaepernick's stance to Neil had nothing to do with why he is in the league. It's been about his play. Well, then why would you need to cut your hair? Like that's that's the issue for me where where it's it is the issue. He's not getting a tryout. That has been the issue for the whole time, and I and I keep going back to it, and I don't want to sound like a broken record whenever we talk about this issue, but no, that is the reason why he isn't one of 100 quarterbacks that right now are on a team that can't get a get a, a tryout. So I think what Michael Vick is, is, is saying may be correct, but when he's also saying that it's his play that is the issue, that those two, it, it may be multi-layered, but those are two opposite issues that don't connect I got, it just doesn't make sense i got one for all the kaepernick supporters what does colin kaepernick say oh that's right he hasn't said anything yet he hasn't talked because nobody knows whether or not he wants to play does anybody know whether he wants to play honestly because i i i believe that he does not want to play and all the people say oh he can't get a job how do you know teams didn't call and say hey we'd love to bring you in as a backup for a tryout and we'll give you this amount of dollars and he said i've already got this much in the bank why would i play for that no i'll pass yeah i was <laughs> Come i, on, I man. thought when pete carroll said that he's a starter in this league that pete wasn't saying that his skills were a starter that he was trying to say colin kaepernick wanted starter like money to be a backup quarterback which is not going to happen and it, it has nothing to do with anything else there except, yeah, does he want to play for, for the price take that a backup would make? I think we should play again for another hour. What do you say? Hey, I'm game. And Johnny Ramos is here as well on a BKR edition. Ramos. Oh, so glad to have you with us. And, hey, you wanted it. You're going to get it. 20 minutes. The John Ramos Show returns All to Fox right. Sports Radio. Bumped up from its normal time slot, okay? This is, Jonas, this is essentially going from 
the late show to the Tonight Show. Yeah. This is what it is. Like Johnny Ramos has been moved up, coming up five twenty Eastern time, two twenty Pacific time. The John Ramos show takes over the country. Yeah, no, this is, and the best part is, it's it's a special show because we are actually going to do the show during the commercial breaks. <laughs> Johnny Ramos. Actually, guys, I asked to do more of the prime time show, and you guys said, slow down. Weekend overnights? <laughs> I I thought it was, you ask, and guess what? You shall receive. Here's the deal. The numbers don't lie. The numbers don't lie, okay? The numbers just don't lie. That's why you're going to get John Ramos at 520 Eastern time today instead of the normal 5.30 Eastern time where you have to stay up a little bit later. Now you get it right to you in about 20 minutes. It's hot, man. I, I don't even know. I, I'm trying to think because they call me. They, they, people have commented a lot on my tea. I don't even know how I can tease that and 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 deliver the tease with what people are going to. I mean, I can't over-embellish a tease for the John Ramos show. It's no. It's impossible. It, it's big, and it's back, and it's here, baby. Um, back in Washington, D.C., Kirk Cousins, but for how long? Okay, franchise tag deadline passed yesterday. There was a lot of talk about Bruce uh, Bruce Allen, the Redskins president, not getting Kirk Cousins' name right and calling him Kurt. <laughs> Talked about that yesterday. <laughs> there's, there's Kirk Cousins today ended up talking to the media saying that he wasn't offended by it. He understands. He said he's been called Kurt all of his life. But this seems like a marriage heading for the fast track of divorce after the 2017 season. It's there. There's such a disaster. If you're the, here's my question for the Redskins. All right, because and I, 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 I use this in my life, and it works for me. Sometimes when I'm indecisive and I'm not sure what I want, I just start eliminating and point or pointing out the things that I know I don't want. If you like, if you walk into a food court and there's a bunch of restaurants and you know you're hungry but you're not sure what you feel like eating, just start looking at the places you definitely don't want to eat at, <laughs> and you'll get to the, you'll you'll come to you'll come process to process of yeah, elimination. Just do it that way. Like work from you know start at the end and then work your way up. Like it just do, do I want a Charlie's steak sandwich or a Charlie's taco God. or do I want uh yeah what what let, do I want let Charlie's me see, hamburger uh, a hot dog on a stick or a spumani or whatever the place that is that that crummy uh, Italian place oh let me oh gosh I don't know like just go you know, go backwards work backwards up and so if I'm the Redskins you may not know if Kirk Cousins is the guy you want long term and maybe you're sitting here going God I'm just not sure if long term he's the guy why don't you just open your eyes look around the league. And point out the things that you don't want to be. Well, I definitely don't want to be in the Jets position, the Bills, the Browns, the Bears. There's a number of teams you don't want to be that you are if you don't sign this guy long term. Like, why is that so difficult for them? But but again, this is the same organization who who did sent their GM home before, you know, the most important part of the season for a general manager. Like, you're just a disaster all the way through. There are plans with teams, and you could say, okay, I can see where they're going. Let's take the Saints, for example, with a bunch of veterans. This could be Drew Brees' last year in New Orleans. Guess what? They're going to add Adrian Peterson. They're going to make some moves. Maybe we're going to see a bit more balanced team today. They move on from Brandon Cooks, ship him to New England. So you kind of see a plan. Maybe this is how things are going to play out with the 
uh, New Orleans Saints. You can do that with a variety of other teams as well. Hey, the Tennessee Titans, we know they got a great running game, arguably the best offensive line in the National Football League. Let's give Marcus Mariota some more weapons. Okay, how about that? Eric Decker comes over. You add to the to the arsenal and more pieces as well with the Titans. You could see their direction. With the Washington Redskins, you have no idea because you have no idea what the future is going to be with their quarterback. And with Kirk Cousins now getting the money that he wants in $24 million for this upcoming season, Kirk Cousins is on the exact opposite end of the spectrum as Le'Veon Bell is where we talked about earlier. Kirk Cousins has leverage and Le'Veon Bell doesn't. Kirk Cousins has a market for him. The quarterback position has a huge market in the NFL, as Jonas just talked about, about the wanting and, and getting a guy in that spot so you don't become one of the has-beens. And the Washington Redskins have just played this in an awful fashion. Brady Papinga, our NFL analyst and good friend here on Fox Sports Radio, who won a Super Bowl with the Packers in Super Bowl 45, joined us to talk about the decision of the Washington Redskins to not lock up Kirk Cousins on that long-term deal and just keep him so far under twenty-seven or under contract in 2017. Kirk Cousins knows. Kyle Shanahan loves him. Kyle Shanahan's in San Francisco. San Francisco has tons of salary cap. He knows he has at least one other bidder out there. If, in fact, he did have an opportunity to begin to negotiate with other teams, and most likely they would offer him a deal that the Redskins couldn't match. So Kirk Cousins being smart, Redskins apparently don't really want Kirk Cousins that bad because if they did, they would have, they would have come with a better offer. That would have granted him a lot more security. There you go. Leverage. It, Got it in San Francisco. It's I just – and you know what's funny, too? This is how, how, how things work in the NFL. You know who wanted to sign Kirk Cousins to a long-term deal a couple of years ago to try and avoid all this? Scott McLuhan. You know, he's the same guy they called an alcoholic and ran out of town a couple <laughs> months ago. He, he wanted to take care of all – because he knew this would be an issue – and while Washington is sitting around waiting and waiting and waiting, not sure what they're doing, the price keeps going up. Like it's going to continue to go up. And if you're Kirk Cousins, we've and I've talked with not Brady Papinga, but I talked to Brady Quinn about this too, for, uh, former NFL quarterback. I'm telling you, guys around the league are looking at this and they're applauding Kirk Cousins for how he's handled this. Because okay, you want to give me the franchise tag? Cool, we can play that game. You really want to play that game? And the price keeps going up and up and up. And you even heard Brady Papinga said it earlier that he thinks that's partly what Le'Veon Bell's trying to do because everybody is is watching at what Kirk Cousins is doing going, that is how you fight back against the system and the franchise tag that's put in place. In cash being paid in 2017, Kirk Cousins is going to be the second highest paid quarterback in the National Football League behind only Andrew Luck. That will be interesting to see. Le'Veon Bell is going to be the highest paid running back in the National Football League after not signing a long-term deal with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Either way, Jonas, he was going to be the highest paid running back in the NFL. And either way, it seemed like he was going to get $12 million for 2017. But Bell refused an offer by the Steelers that could have given him $30 million guaranteed as he enters his fifth season, a move that I thought was awful. And Brady Papinga, oddly enough, agreed. It's not a good move because you got to look at the market. And if he went out to the market, I guarantee you no other team would offer him any kind of money near there. And that's because the running back position is a dime a dozen, guys. Sorry, you can go and draft the sixth round, Alfred Morris, a number of years ago, and he's going to give you the same productivity as Ezekiel did this last year, who was drafted fourth overall. I'm telling you, time has shown that you can go and draft guys late. You can get good deals out on the free market where you're not having to pay uh, a running back, you could say the level of a wide receiver, a level of a cornerback, or any other position for that matter. It's amazing when you think of the gap that's between 
Le'Veon Bell and the other running backs. There isn't a running back within $4 million in salary that's going to come close to Le'Veon Bell. Yet, he turned that down, Jonas, for next season as part of the Steelers deal because it wasn't good for other running backs. It just didn't make any sense to me to see Le'Veon Bell turn that money down when you said the quarterback money is going to go up, up, and up. I just think the running back money is going to go down, 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 especially with a lot of these veterans like LaShawn McCoy, Jonathan Stewart, DeMarco Murray in contracts that have them later in the years. Ezekiel Elliott and Leonard Fournette are going to be the highest paid running backs just because they were picked so early in the draft. It's why you can make an argument, and people will think I'm nuts when I say this, but I've said it before that Ezekiel Elliott being taken at number four in the draft is way too high and a mistake by the Cowboys. You could actually call that a bad pick Mm -hmm. because you could have drafted somebody else at that spot with that offensive line. If you don't have an offensive line, running back in this league is irrelevant. So I I just, I don't, I know what Le'Veon Bell maybe thinks is going to play out. Here's my problem with Le'Veon Bell. If you already know that you have, and, and you know this deep down, that you have had issues staying healthy. You also know that you've had issues staying on the field because of legal issues. So why would you turn down long-term security just to try and play the one-year-at-a-time one thing when, when you can't depend on yourself for longer it, than one year at a time? Yeah, it doesn't. That, that's why I'm really confused by it. I, I don't know who told Jones, him this was the move. Even if he was fully healthy, even if he never missed a game, okay, and there was no sign of injury whatsoever, it doesn't even make sense. Because now you're saying, you know what? Nobody's even close to me in salary. I'm getting $4 million more than the second highest paid running back in the NFL. But you know what? I think I can get $14 million next year. No, you're letting that team know for another 12 months that, you know what, maybe we should go younger. Maybe we should just go with the guy out of college. Maybe we should use two or three backs. That is, he just played it, in my mind, completely wrong, and none of it makes sense with the offer that was reported that he was going to get $30 million up front guaranteed. And he didn't think that that was enough. You're already getting $12 million, so that would be the guaranteed. But we're talking about an $18 million that would be left there even if you come back next year and sign a $14 million deal, okay? You're going to get $30 million guaranteed? I don't think so. Yeah, I, I don't – it's – it's, it's very str- – I don't know what his agent – maybe th- this was just Le'Veon Bell overthinking this thing, or maybe he just anticipates he's going to go out there. And then he sends a tweet out, sort of a passive-aggressive tweet that says, uh, I guess I've just got to go and get better then. Like, I, I guess I've just got to be better. Like, I've got to play better, which is one of those, well, I guess I'm just not good enough. No. Well, no, you were. You just – you didn't want to take the deal. <laughs> like, the money was there. You just didn't want it. it the, the fact is, is um, the TV repairman – was a great career back in the day. Now you know what you do? You throw out your TV and you get a new one, okay? That's what's going to happen in the NFL with running backs. You made a nice career, but guess what? Nobody's fixing TVs anymore. They're just going and buying a new one, and that is what would happen in the NFL. If you are broke, the team will go out and find a new one, and Le'Veon Bell just doesn't realize it. Uh, Dan Byer, Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here on uh, Fox Sports Radio. By the way, I'm not kidding when I say this. This is not a joke. The Lakers are holding an introductory press conference for Contavious Caldwell Pope right now. You got to be kidding me. <laughs> and and there's actual media there, and Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka are sitting side on each, on each side. When Jonas says media, he means singular, not 
plural, so there's one media member. Oh, my um, God. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What is happening here? John Ramos, again, your next question. Your next question for Catavius Caldwell. John, Paul. anymore? How about this question? Catavius, uh, hey, did you get a chance to watch it in Summer League and see Lonzo Ball? <laughs> Guaranteed that question yep. was asked today. To Catavius Caldwell Pope. Uh, I, I, this would be my question. Call on me as if I'm a media member. Uh, let's uh, let's go over to uh, the Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, yeah, Jonas Knox uh, here, uh, FSR. Uh, real quick, um, who are you? Oh no, <laughs> I, I don't. Is this? Uh, but where did <laughs> you undrafted? Or I don't. I'm not familiar with your work, sir. What, what you didn't know, if John became Pope, he would be Pope Contavius Caldwell. <laughs> you know, the uh, first. Uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope over here, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Um, what do you do for a living? I, don't, I, I'm not, I cover the NBA. I haven't seen you much. I don't know what what is. It's unbelievable. Like like, and there's Laker fans who are like, man, we're back. What a 24 hour, huh? Won the summer league, and now we're introducing a Contavious Caldwell Pope. Oh my God! You know what KCP? Yeah, <laughs> you know me. Uh, Dan Byer and Jonas Knox here. I do want to let you know, though, we are brought to you by True Car. If you're looking to sell your car, there's now a new, better way to do it with True Car. It's fast, it's easy, and it's the best way to price your car from the comfort of home. When you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out truecar.com slash trade today. You can get Dan on Twitter, at Dan Byer on Fox. You can get me at the Jonas Knox, and you can also listen to the show not only on Fox Sports Radio, but also on the iHeartRadio app. Up next, though, it is the return of one of the most popular segments in sports talk radio history, and it's next. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Byer. John Ramos here as well on a BKR edition. When you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, Check out truecar.com slash trade today. The question had to be asked to Contavious Caldwell Pope. What do you bring to the Lakers? More (laughs) offense or defense? And continuing the streak of that question being asked 900,042 times for the 900,042nd time, the answer was I take pride in my defense. Oh, okay. yeah. No Good one stuff. has ever said, you know what? Uh, defense is really not my thing. I just like to shoot it a lot in score. So that's what I'm going to bring to the Lakers. All right, next. Any more questions for Contav- over here? Uh, yeah, hi. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope, obviously, you know, with the Lakers having such a storied history, um, but was just wanted to get your thoughts on, um, on exactly uh, – uh, who are you again? <laughs> I, I don't. I, one more time. We're just. I want to clear this up. Who, you know? who are you? I'm not really who, sure who, who, who the who, um who the f you are. I just was wondering what that is. Who are you? John Ramos show coming up in a matter of seconds. Does it get any better than this? He was not. yawning. I John kid you not. We threw to the John Ramos show. John he was Ramos in the middle show. of a yawn. Oh, Ramos man. Show. This is the John Ramos Sports on Fox Radio. Huh? Here's John Ramos. He says exactly what Suzanne tells him to say. Come on, everybody. Let's get yeah. up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You too, Contavious. No. Good evening, everybody. We have a great show for you tonight. It's Millennial Tuesday. We love to show appreciation for America's favorite generation out there every Tuesday. Such an exciting show for you this evening. We have a fan favorite coming up later. I'll rank the top 1980s long snappers from the AFC North. 
Let's just say this list will shock you. Plus, we embrace social media here, everybody. And the John Rommel Show, well, here's what we're going to do. In the next 24 hours, if I get up to 25,000 followers, I will wear a romper <laughs> on the next John Rommel All Show. All right. At JSRamos06. Make sure to go follow me and always use the hashtag, the John Ramos Show. So you'll wear a romper if you get 25,000 followers. <laughs> All right. We got to get people there, on there's, there's some backstory to this. As always, I have my sidekick Ryan here with me. John. And I want to start out with some NBA, Ryan. Let's do it. Reports are LeBron James is frustrated and confused about the offseason the Cleveland Cavaliers have had this summer. Uh, it's been a tough one, John. Lost their general manager, David Griffin. Didn't end up making any uh, big trades or sign any big free agents. No, you're exactly right, Ryan. But I understand where LeBron is coming from and that's why and why he's frustrated for not getting any help. Mm, why is that, John? Well, I've been asking for help and a better supporting cast since the John Rollins show started earlier this year. Oh. <laughs> John... What if the greatest to ever play the game never won a championship? I have the answer for you next on the John Rommel Show. I made you, you know it's true. Mr. Potato Head, I made you. Everybody, it's Millennial Tuesday, so give it up for Zed. Yeah, all right, yeah. Is this uh, Zed from Pulp Fiction? Oh, (laughs) I wish Uh, I was Zed right now. I wish I was Marcellus. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a millennial favorite right now, and we're so happy to have him on the show today. Don't forget, he'll join me here on the stage later on for an in-depth interview. Also, we have a John Rommel show. <laughs> that was his uvula that you heard there. Bring a school mask. Also, we have a uh, a John Rommel show exclusive, something you won't hear on any other show in the country, <laughs> radio, or television, or see on any website or blog. You have to pick one to start your NBA franchise. <laughs> Who is it, LeBron or MJ? So there's something you don't hear often. Oh, wow. That is, uh, no. that is unique. I'll have the answer for you coming up later. But right now, I want to welcome in Dan and Jonas to hit on some of the biggest stories of the day. Hey, guys. Hey, oh, what's man. going on? Hey, Levon, Le'Veon Bell. He's going to be played under the franchise. Le'Veon Le- 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 Hernandez? Le'Veon yeah. Le- likes his money. Yes, he's going to be played under the franchise tag. Jonas, your thoughts on this? Well, I I just think uh, if I'm Le'Veon Bell and there's uh, the franchise tag out there. Let me tell you something. If you take away him rushing for over 1,200 yards twice so far this season in his career, what has he done? If you think about it, ignore the fact he scored 26 touchdowns in his career so far. Le'Veon Bell is basically the same as, well, Trent Richardson. (laughs) Kirk Cousins is the first quarterback to play under the franchise tag in back-to-back seasons. Dan, what do you think about that? I think it's a dangerous precedent for the Washington Redskins to go forward with this plan. Guys, Kirk Cousins and Tom Brady are basically the same player. If you take away Brady's five Super Bowls, they pretty much have the same career. Or if you compare Cousins to Peyton Manning, take hold on. Let's take away Peyton's record number of touchdown passes. They're almost the exact same player. Lonzo wins the Summer League MVP. Jonas? What do you think about that? It's pretty crazy, right? Yeah, okay. I'm assuming I'll get to finish this time. Yeah, I mean, listen, he wins the Summer League MVP. I know Laker fans are are thrilled with this. They look at this as, wow, things have really turned around. But, Dan. Guys, Lonzo is on the same level as LeBron James. Let's just do this. Let's put LeBron's three titles to the side. What else has he done in the NBA? Lonzo was just drafted, and already he's got an MVP. 
Hey, guys, I, one of the best running backs in the NFL is hurting other stars in the league. I'll explain next on the John Rombo Show. Neither of us said that much. No. <laughs> By the way, uh, I know we're not on the air right now. Don't say anything. Um, John hit on me during one of the breaks. <clears throat> Let's hear it for Zay! Yeah! <laughs> right, yeah! Woo! Millennial Tuesday! I know all you millennials out there are going crazy right now for Zed, and don't forget to stick around. He has an in-depth interview with me before the end of the show. Also, coming up, up, I know you've been waiting on this. I will redraft the 1997 MLB draft. But right now, I want to welcome in our expert panelists to discuss the impact of Le'Veon Bell playing under the franchise tag. Guys, he's a Wisconsin legend and knows the NFL like the back of his hand. If you have a question about the CBA or where contracts are in the NFL, where they're headed, there's only one guy you need to talk to. He's our salary cap mm. expert here on Fox Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Dan Byer. Yeah. Oh, great to be yeah. here. All right. All right. Thank you for it's including a, me on this panel. It's a tough get. Great, Adam great job, Schefter Cindy. doesn't even come close to breaking the type of news this guy does. His sources throughout the NFL are unparalleled. And when we want to know what's going on and what's going to happen before it happens, we talk to this guy. He needs no introduction, but I'm going to say it right now. Steve DeSager. Yeah. All, right. All right. Guys, I don't know enough about long snappers to be on the show. He's a top running back analyst in sports broadcasting. He's been evaluating NFL running backs for over well, probably a decade. And if he gives me them high, if he gives them high praise, you should just put them in the Hall of Fame right now. Ladies and gentlemen, he's my best friend. On this network, Joe Desnox. Yeah, we're going to talk running backs. Forget A-gap or B-gap, it's about me-gap, Our final panelist has a young career in college scouting. He works for an independent scouting firm that evaluates college prospects and projects NFL mock drafts for about a 90% success rate. Ladies and gentlemen... They just call him music. I call him Ryan. Ryan Music. All right. Good to be here, John. Thanks so much. It's an honor. Dan Byer, I'd like to start with you. Is Le'Veon Bell a top five running back in the NFL? John, to answer your question, absolutely yes. That's all the time we have for tonight. A big thanks to the millennials out there and to our panelists this evening. Also, thanks to Zed for being tonight's special musical guest. Sorry, Zed. We'll have to get to you next time. And Ryan, I'll catch you on the backside. All right. All right. Turn my mic off for some reason. John, turn my mic off for some reason. Sorry about that. Um, wow. <laughs> can we can we please? Okay, I've never wanted a camera in studio more than when we threw to John through the glass to, to start this se- his segment, and John was in the middle of a yawn that looked like a bow constrictor <laughs> unlocking his jaws to swallow a small animal. <laughs> it was like the hungry, hungry hippo game. I thought he was trying to eat a foam roller. It was. <laughs> It was oh jeez, guys! Uh, it feels like the show hasn't been gone that long. I'll, I'll say this: uh, no, it doesn't. Seems like it's been here forever. <laughs> I get ner- when I get nervous, I yawn. So maybe John just had pre-show jitters. There that you is, go. Okay. Some people, you know, project, yeah. and yeah. Uh, maybe I. Yawn. I had gas before every <laughs> high school basketball game. I'd be ripping them in the first sixty seconds, and then yeah, then everything settles down afterwards. But yeah, I drink sure. heavily before every show. Today included. <laughs> Hashtag the John Ramos show. Hashtag Zed. <laughs> By the way, uh, he is Dan Byer. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. And you can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. You can get John on Twitter and you can uh, you can give John ideas for the next edition of the John Ramos show. That's at JSRamos06 on Twitter. Up next, though, we will find out.
Okay, we will find out how one major sports network is being reprimanded. Okay, they are being reprimanded. They may get into some big trouble. We'll tell you the very latest coming up 60 seconds from now. First, though, let's find out what's trending. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show. No Doug right now. You got Jonas Knox, myself, Dan Beyer, and John Ramos here with you on a BKR edition. When you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out truecar.com slash trade today. Notifications popping up as well, Jonas, on Twitter. You can get me at Dan Beyer on Fox. Where can they get you at? At the Jonas Knox. And John Ramos, fresh off the John Ramos Show. Uh, at JS Ramos 06. Eric says that you are a savage today, throwing your co-host under the bus. Um and uh, Eurojack says all he could uh, hear during the John Ramos show were angels singing for the last eight minutes. Oh, so the other re- reviews are in. Was he? Was Eric saying that Ramos threw uh, someone under the bus? Was that the? I don't know. Gosh. I have to read it. Well, um, a guy, a guy uh, sent me a tweet that said, "I literally effed up at my job because you made me laugh so hard saying that John hit on you." <laughs> I, I didn't know that the mics were on, so I, 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 I apologize to John for airing him out like that. John was getting fresh. We're going to get fresh with <laughs> the press. The press. I probably shouldn't say it if imaging does, but I will say this. Steve DeSager is here for the latest in the world of sports. What's up, Steve? Good afternoon once again, gentlemen. As far as stories that we haven't covered in the show today, of course, we have one of the great golf events starting Thursday morning. Oh, yes. One of the majors in Southport, UK. It's the British Open. Or at least that's what we're going to be calling it. We don't have to call it something else. But did you see the Wall Street Journal article that the RNA, which oversees the tourney, it's officially known as the Open Championship, actually issued an edict to NBC when the network got the rights for the tournament a year ago. They are contractually banned from using the phrase British Open under right. any circumstances right. during their telecast. I'm good with it. This is the golf guy in me. I call it the Open Championship. I sometimes feel like I may have to explain to to others that it is the British Open. May, but I may have to explain. I I feel that I should call it the Open Championship for that is the reason that is the name of the tournament. So I will say Open Championship. I, I can tell if the if the Open is the British Open just by looking at the course. I mean, I don't need to see anything else. It's just the way the course is designed. Again, but not that. Again, that's the golf guy in me, Dan. Yeah, that's that is that is for sure. <laughs> Didn't open. know there was a golf guy in you. It's all open with the open golf and the the open. That's how huh? you're going to find everything. Huh? Just huh? to to get the app, it's going to be the open. Okay. Yeah, I did OpenGolf.com. see golf expert Dan a headline today: Phil Mickelson to play British Open with no drivers. Does that mean anything? Um, no, he'll be fine. Uh, yeah. It's, and they use British Open in the headline, by well, the way, AP. Uh, okay. AP style. Here's, right, okay, right. Phil Mickelson playing without drivers. A lot of people are going to look at that and go, wow, that's that's a huge deal. And To walk to the course. Well, I mean, yeah, but 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 the issue that I've got with this whole thing is, um, you know, that stuff. <laughs> Just call it the Open yeah. and you'll be good. On to another item. Did you see the Bloomberg article on what NFL telecasts are going to be looking like? Shorter, well, not shorter breaks. Correction, fewer commercials. Yeah. You like that? Commercial breaks in NFL telecasts. They, they'll I, load up, yeah. still have the same total number of commercials, I, I, but I don't wanna, fewer promos, too. I don't want to interrupt, but I just did. I have been saying, as soon as it was announced, like, yeah, you're just going to get more commercials during the break. They're going to be three or four minute commercials yeah. instead of maybe two or two and a half. 
That's the only difference. There's no way that the NFL would give up ad money. Right. Absolutely not. No way. You know what? Sorry, Coca-Cola or Pepsi. You're good. You know, we're good. Pepsi, no, the, we're good with it. The ad money is $3.5 billion a year if you add up all the networks that have NFL rights. It's just that they want enough flow so they're not losing eyeballs. They even had technology in mock living rooms in a study of eye movements of viewers of NFL telecasts and heart rates and what works and what doesn't split screen we could be looking for in NFL telecasts this year, starting with that Thursday night opener in September with the Patriots against Kansas City. The pass is the pass. Well, it's also good. It's also good just because you don't have to, there, people will say, well, you know, with the advent of, you know, pausing the television and and all that stuff TiVo and DVRs that while you're watching a game hey you don't have to wait for the commercial break to get up and use the bathroom anymore just hit pause well no but then you're going to be behind mm-hmm. you know you still want to have live action so you're going to get longer breaks like you'll, you'll and, be able to get more done and yeah. it is a truism of all TV truisms <laughs> that sports is one of the few live watch events still out there what's amazing is the new nfl slogan this year is nfl 2017 longer dumps that's what it's going to (laughs) be yes Um, that's true that's going to be the case Well, i do appreciate that even the tv people with the nfl have said when you have touchdown and then a commercial and then kickoff and then another commercial even they have said dreaded one that's unwatchable well big uniform changes for the nba they're still using adidas this summer with summer league and wnba but they're going to a new nike contract details of which minutia came out today First off, there's not going to be any specific home jersey anymore. You don't have to wear white for the home team. The home team can choose to wear one of four primary uniforms. In addition, there will be eight NBA clubs who have a classic uniform option, a fifth type of jersey. So whatever the home team chooses for a given home game, then the road team has to choose something that contrasts to that. Do they know yet uh, what the Sonics are going to be wearing this season? (laughs) (laughs) I like the classic green. Go with those at home. I'm sorry, Seattle. Too soon? Sorry about that. It's gold, Jonas. The jerseys themselves have been remade to help with range of motion, and they will remove sweat more quickly. I'll tell you what helps (laughs) range of motion. No sleeves, okay? (laughs) That will help. Get rid of those things. There's a reason Evansville doesn't wear them anymore, okay? Tighter tighter and sleeves. They were the aces. If you're going to wear anything underneath, go old school college basketball. Wear like an actual t-shirt underneath. Oh, yeah. Like a Fruit of the Loom white t-shirt underneath. Tommy Kleinschmidt used to have the the sleeves kind of just cut off, but you could still see it because the tank top was so thin. I'm into that, yeah. That was a way to do it as well. Sean Miller, Arizona's coach, always wore a T-shirt by, at Pitt. By the way, I saw a guy wearing a jersey. I, I think it was a Celtics jersey last week. I saw him wearing a white Celtics jersey with an old-school Fruit of the Loom T-shirt underneath. <laughs> and I wanted to criticize him, but I said, you know what? I respect him paying respect to the past. I respect his respect, Dan. One... Final item for the segment, guys. U.S. Open Tennis Tournament coming up in New York starts end of August. The winner of the U.S. Open will be getting a record $3.7 million as singles <laughs> champion. Both men and women, the winners will each get 3.7 mil. The runner-up of the tournament will be getting over $1.8 million for their two weeks of work. If you just make the U.S. Open... And lose in the first round, you get $50,000. Wow. 
But that's what they should get for having to be in New York in August. Oh. <laughs> uh, we just call that the open uh, here you, in this you get country. Be, uh, <laughs> you, the humidity there, you get B.O. from brushing your teeth. You think it smells bad there? Wait till the Mets play next door. Oh, big <laughs> That was the press. Oh, I will say this, though. You and I have been on this before anybody. Tebow's getting called up to the major leagues. When you're ready to experience a better yes. way to sell or trade in your car, check out truecar.com slash trade today. Uh, he's Dan Byer. I'm Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. You can get Dan on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. Uh, you can get me at the Jonas Knox. Up next, though, this is really, really important stuff. We will start our NFL division breakdown. But before you go, gosh, not again. It is unlike anything you've ever heard. That's next. Oh, I'm having some fun today. We're going to have fun the rest of the week. You got BKR the rest of the week. Doug doing the Colin Cowherd thing on the herd on Fox Sports Radio. So we are having fun in that. Yes, that means uh, more John Ramos show coming up tomorrow, uh, if you would like. But we've got more. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Byer. That is Johnny Ramos. We've got more to talk about here because the NFL is starting to creep its way back into our minds. It's been on my mind, Jonas, for for a while because I've really got the football itch. It's been Really, to be honest, the first time in a couple of off seasons I haven't been as as dire needing the NFL, and now I'm to the point of like I want it. I, I I'm I'm ready to go. Like oh, I, yeah. I want it now. Yeah, okay? I, I, I need it. Uh, I I needed it about a month ago. Really to be honest. At yeah. that point, I was about I was good. Ago, I the, the golf and the NBA hold me over well enough now, where I feel like I'm fulfilled and looking at at those sports in in depth. But now when we're in July. Even with the Brewers in first place, it's still good to have the football on the horizon. And with the franchise tag deadline passing, we're able to talk about it. And now training camps, essentially starting this week, the Arizona Cardinals are going to be doing workouts coming up later on in the week. So there's a lot to get to in the NFL as the season is just around the corner. And what better time than to look ahead to the NFL season than right now? Let's do it. Let's start with, Jonas, you like to categorize it in this way. Well, I, I listen, a lot of people try and come up with creative things to preview the NFL. Dan and I don't need that. We don't need any catchphrases. We don't need any of that stuff. It is just straight to the basics. Let's break down some football. This is our division preview here, Dan, and a little something, and we just posed the question, which team in the north is headed south? <laughs> There you go. That's how you do it. Oh, just like uh, who's worse to first? (laughs) It's like with your dog. Hey, tell me this. Tell me that. Tell me this. Tell me that. (laughs) AFC North. I'll tell you who is going south. Who they? Who they going south? Oh yeah. Who they gonna go to last place in the (laughs) AFC North? Where do they play in the jungle? That would be the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes. Sorry, Ryan Music, our executive producer. I have been on record um, since January. The Bengals are on a downhill slide to the bottom of the AFC North. In the AFC North, it's the Bengals that are going south. You know, it's Dan, I, I hate to be a copycat here, but, uh, but, but the team in the AFC North that is headed south, the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. You know, they say in life, Dan, things are cyclical. You know, uh, something that happened years and years ago will come back. It's why, you know, eventually bell bottoms will come back one of these days and they'll be in style again. You remember when the Bengals were really, really bad a long time ago, Dan? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. 
yeah, that's happening, and it's starting this upcoming season. Okay, so everything is cyclical. The Bengals will be back to bad coming up very, very soon. But starting this season, you'll see the beginnings of it. Even though we went into the AFC North, we've got to jump over to the National Football Conference. Okay. I know it was a a division, the NFC North, that you followed for a long time, Jonas, but now uh, all of them are near and dear to your heart. The NFC North. In the NFC North, Jonas, which North team do you see going south? Oh, well, Dan, that's easy. The Chicago Bears. What? That's right. And a lot of people go, they won three games last year. How could they possibly go more south than that? Well, it's easy. Because in week two, they travel south to take on the Buccaneers. Yeah, that is right, Dan. They travel south. Tampa is south of Chicago. How about that, Dan? That is good. An old NFC Central rivalry renewed. As I sit there and try to think of, how is the NFC North going to shape up? I mean, are the Vikings going to improve after their collapse last year? What about the Bears and now Mitchell Trubisky and Mike Lennon battling for the starting quarterback job? Of course, you've got the Green Bay Packers, uh, the the kings of that division, or at least it seems that way. And then you'll remember, oh, there's one more team. And that team is in Motown. Oh, okay? the cheap asses. The Detroit Lions are on their way. Let's get down Motown style. The Detroit Lions aren't going to do well in the NFC North. Yeah. How about that? Bye-bye, yeah. uh, I agree, yep. Dan. I agree. Yeah, the Lions are going down for sure. And here's here's why. And this is... And I was doing a ton of research on the Lions because it is July, so clearly we need to preview each NFL division. All right. The reason the Lions are going to struggle this upcoming season is because there's a chance that they could lose some games. <laughs> there, There is that possibility. There is. Mm-hmm. Then again, they may not. The, oh, man. Why do you always, you always have to one-up me? It's Point counterpoint here on Fox Sports Radio. That's what it is. For a differing opinion, let's go to John Ramos. John Ramos, your AFC North and NFC North. Who's going south in the north? You know, this is a question that's been asked all day long by many people. <laughs> yeah, I've, it I've has. heard it. Yes. Yeah. And, oh, I, um, I, some guy asked me two hours ago. Yeah, two mi- uh, one minute, by the way. Uh, Thanks. You're Thanks. welcome. Uh, this is a question that needs to just, I need to just soak it in more. Oh, okay. And answer it tomorrow. Oh, oh. <laughs> right. Yeah, so so John has a little something that he does where it's called uh, the delayed answer to the question. You know, uh, when it's not when it's not the question anymore. That's good. Uh-oh, this just in. Something else going south. The ratings for the John Ramos show. Oh, <laughs> no. No, that's what the ratings said. Right here, the ratings said it themselves. That <laughs> they have gone, that they are going down. Hopefully we get uh, a little bit better tomorrow. Uh, Ryan Music, quickly, uh, North team's going south. Uh, You know, no one else is saying it. I'll be the first to say it. Uh, Bengals going south and uh, the Detroit Lions going south. That is always original content. I like the Bengals and Lions to go south. What about you, Jonas? Okay, uh, speaking of major NFL stories, did you hear this one? Traveling for college hoops this year? Pro tip, stay at graduate hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball just 
like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni, nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns, and get this, you can save up to 30% off with code Doug. That's my name, Doug. Good at any graduate hotel location, anytime up to 30% off. So, here's what you do. Book your stays at graduatehotels.com. That's graduatehotels.com. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Ah! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.